0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight D Generation X proudly brings to you
1: the greatest show on earth.
0: And that's the bottom line, because Cold said so.
2: Joe Black, Chris Mindell, The Sons of Slam podcast.
1: Kill your dreams McAfee, walk out in Wrestlemania with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, good for you, that is the dream, oh my god, Wrestlemania 38 is in the book, Sunday Slam is here, welcome everybody, my name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black, sir, what is good? Dude, <laughs> Dude. this weekend was fucking awesome. It really was, <laughs> it really was, I. it was amazing. Pleasantly surprised, I gotta tell you, I was, I was pleasantly delivered. surprised. It did, for the most part. For the most part. I mean, as in any card, there's there's some major ups and some downs, but uh, for the overall, it, it definitely delivered. I mean, this song stole the show. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> we got to get into this, and we got to get into your perpetual hard-on for uh, Pat, all things Pat McAfee. Um, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, man. Boy, Pat's coming out <sighs> with this song. he the, the amount of dough that McMahon had to, had a flourish out to get some rights to songs, man, I, I, I give him credit, multi-billionaire.
3: Two things I want to say at the top regarding WrestleMania, and then we'll get into the rest of it eventually. Mm-hmm. Number one, the second that I heard, I believe Thunderstruck had played by ACDC at First some point. Night one, correct? yeah, night one. Okay, when I heard that, I go, oh my God, Vince is going all out. Do you know... How much it is to secure the rights for any ACDC song, let alone one of the most famous of all time in Thunderstruck? Uh, go on. If I'm not mistaken, I heard somewhere that it was upwards of 500 grand. Wow. Just because I remember wow. Tony wanted to get it for Thunder, for Thunder Rosa. Okay. But then, like, him and Chris were talking, and he was just like, that is just, like, an obscene amount of money. For every to time. Use it every week? Every yeah, single it's, week, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Right. But for Vince, <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon, here's a blank check.
1: Well, I mean, not every time, because he did a w- one shot, and maybe one row of uh and t Stadium paid for that. <laughs> paid for yeah, that. yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That, like the cost of that. But the
3: point, the other thing was, really quick, is that Right as soon as Austin Theory got announced, in my head, the second I seen Austin Theory mm. and I seen the crowd of people, I go, they have to play Seven Nation Army. This is the time where you have to play Seven Nation Army because mm. a lot of people might not know Seven Nation Army is Pat's walkout song the same way that the the Oklahoma Sooners play when JR comes out nobody sees it on television right but when he gets introduced to the crowd it's as the Smackdown. announcer it's right? seven nation army plays mm. and it's just because I'm pretty sure the first day they were like we need a song for you to walk out to and he was like mm, I, I mean football season was in effect so he goes I don't mm. know seven nation army gets the crowd going mm. just started playing it and then this came about as soon as I heard seven nation army I can't tell you the joy and excitement that went <laughs> through my body <laughs> Speaking of joy and excitement, please. For me, joy and excitement. For you, death and trembling. <laughs> yes. There okay. was a college basketball game
1: this past weekend. There kind, it kind of was. Yes, there, there were actually no Monday. There were several. There were several it this weekend. Well, there were several on Saturday. or two on Saturday and one. I'll on talk Monday. about
3: the big one. Nobody cares about the NIT and the no, and the no, 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 WSB no, The, the bigger the first,
1: first of all. This is the big, the first time in history that the a semifinal game has outranked uh, viewership of a championship game.
3: I don't know what that means.
1: You don't know what viewership is? As far as I don't te- know what SMI. I didn't say SMI. I said viewership.
3: What did you say right before viewership?
1: I said this is the first time in history that TV viewership for the semifinals was, was higher than the finals in Duke okay. and North Carolina. So you could say you don't care about that, but there's the biggest game in probably basketball history that happened on Saturday. Oh, no,
3: I, I agree with that. It uh. was the biggest game in my college basketball history. <laughs> okay. And I'll explain to you. Actually, you Go, know? Where are you going with this? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so on on Monday night, I was at work. Mm-hmm. And I was looking through my FanDuel sports betting app. <laughs> okay. And uh, I was I was just going to put a couple bucks on it. It's like, ah, fuck around, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I seen this bet for the exact score of the Kansas Jayhawks. To score seventy-two points, (laughs) and the North Carolina Uh Tar Heels to Uh score sixty-nine points. Get the fuck out of here! I put that bet in at five forty-five p.m. Uh-huh. And I pulled into my driveway at eleven forty-five, getting a text from one of my buddies who we've, you know, he sends me pics and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So I sent him this ticket and he goes, "It that's crazy." I go, "It's just for fun. Like a like a scratch off, right? Fuck it. 15 bucks I put on it. Mm-hmm. Why not?" Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't want to say over the airwaves, but I will send it to you right now. I just sent you a text message. Right? Okay.
1: That has the payout. <laughs> All right, this is in real time. I have not seen this before. <laughs> uh, this is the first time I'm seeing it I'm opening up now and Are you <laughs> You know what Dude, he, he I, texts me? I commend you. You know that was that's some that's some shit right there. I, yeah, I'm not gonna say the amount, but it's I, a lot. I go <laughs> it's a I, lot.
3: I look at the I look at the score page like the scores of it mm-hmm. and I go, Kansas seventy three, Duke sixty eight. I was like, I don't think it's gonna be a five point game. i see see seventy two, sixty nine, and I go, hmm, sixty-nine. Click. Mm-hmm. And that's how that bay came about. My buddy texts me. He's like, "Bro, are you fucking kidding me?" Unbelievable. I'm like, what? What happened? I totally forgot. I was watching Raw.
1: Unbelievable. I, I won't say. I the was no- watching Raw. Yeah. Didn't
3: even remember that there was a college basketball game. He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You hit? That's crazy." And that's then he goes, insane. "Why didn't I tell that? I'm a fucking idiot."
1: <laughs> That's insane. I won't say what, what the amount was that one, but I will say that it was plus 23,000. <laughs> plus 23,000 yeah. on that one.
3: I got a couple in the bank now. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> needless to say, dinner is on you. Uh, that's good for yeah. you. You know what? Congratulations. That's that's awesome. And I was not expecting that, that high of a number. Uh, wow. That's, it was crazy. That's- <laughs> I literally put it in. I'm like... Fuck it. for nothing i mean really you did absolutely you nothing to, nothing to accomplish that whatsoever i did nothing <laughs> i pressed the button you pressed the button was awesome. that was really it on, on a phone <laughs> that was it and you, you won that
3: good the, for you. you real quick i had you. a parlay a couple days ago that mm-hmm. was like a 22 leg parlay and it was all like first basket scorers and i put like three bucks on it you want to know the payout if that one didn't hit mm-hmm. be honest with you You wouldn't be seeing this background if this one had hit. I'd be in a tropical (laughs) island somewhere. Then we would not be recording right now. The highest amount I could have paid on that particular parlay Mm -hmm. was $3.73 because anything over that would have just been over a million dollar payout. (laughs) The payout for a $3.73 bet was over $998,000. Insane.
1: uh yeah no so I, I, needless to say I wouldn't be here i've had the past two days off i had a great start to my weekend thank you man yeah i'm, I'm happy for you that's awesome that really is i'm always happy when i'm always happy when people that i i know and actually like win and I, but i always see people that i hate always win so it's it's good to see like oh so, thank you yeah yeah i give you a props all i
3: took so. from that was you actually like me <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you thought, you thought <laughs> i was gonna be upset
1: you, you thought i was gonna be upset with the the outcome of that like
3: a like, part of me was go- like going like some quit. sort of like part of me in my head goes he could go good for you Joe fucking
1: asshole yeah, he's I mean you're still an asshole but yeah it's, <laughs> <laughs> but no I I'm very happy for you and again dinner's on you so uh absolutely we- dude <laughs> where do you want to go Ruth's Chris let's go Ruth's Chris <laughs> I was thinking of uh yeah let's go Ruth's Chris or Virgil's down in uh, Times Square Uh have you ever been by the way you go to
3: old old Hemp old Homestead the lo- oldest fucking uh steakhouse in the in
1: New York City oh. I'm always down for a steakhouse. Oh, me too. Um, we yeah, we had some wrestling this weekend. Um, other than a little basketball, bit basketball, which was kind of the, I, the irony in this entire thing is that they had the final four, uh, one the, probably the most popular. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this just to be to to kind of bust balls or or try to make some outrageous take. It is probably the most popular sporting event of the entire year uh, over a span of time not including like super bowl is a one day thing i'm talking about the the tournament is probably the most popular sports events uh in at least in america so yes for that to go a lot
3: of the breadbasket is big college uh sports
1: cities yeah and states right and then you have runs like saint peter's from out of uh jersey city that makes a run to the the elite eight um shout
3: out saint peter's also won a couple
1: hundred bucks off they're they're good for you (laughs) good for you um, there'd be some big names there with like Kentucky, Purdue, uh, Murray state. So they, they had a good run, uh, Duke with, you know, coach K in his final uh, run, uh, before retirement. So there's a lot of storylines, uh, with, with, uh, with the basketball tournament this year, um, and then come the final four, it's WrestleMania weekend. Guess what? Guess when the final four is happening next uh, year, April first and second. The same time as WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend. Week. <laughs> it's, it's weird how they time that out. Like, usually WWE kind of, like, foregoes competing against another event. Um, but it's it's WrestleMania. And so the number one trending topic worldwide was WrestleMania. And that that just goes to show you how big WWE is compared to what, you know, basketball is in kind of That is strictly,
3: country. strictly because mm-hmm. WWE is a worldwide entertainment brand. Mm-hmm college basketball is only nationwide in America. Right. Well, if college basketball had the same level of intensity as soccer hooligans, dude, mm. come on. It'd be, no, mm. it'd be no comparison whatsoever. But it
1: don't. So WWE But it don't. So that's why
3: WWE reigns supreme above all.
1: And it does, for the, especially for the weekend. Um, yeah, so a lot of things going on, all things wrestling uh, from, I mean, technically from Monday on uh between wwe and other organizations AEW, roh uh, monday night raw
3: tuesday is nxt wednesday is aew thursday was impact friday kicked off the fucking week
1: <laughs> smackdown uh and uh saturday afternoon i texted you guys I said, anybody watching Sand and deliver we don't talk about nxt 2.0 at, at all anymore nope. um but it's i dead it, it's it's it is it is dead uh, I mean, to us, <laughs> but it's dead. We, I, I turned it on, and they had the ladder match for the uh, North American Championship, and uh, uh, I I thought it was it was really good. I I, I just briefly watching that and watch watching the uh, Ziggler versus Breaker match. Listen, they they have stuff going on, man. I, I I feel like we should be able to acknowledge it when it's when it's really good, um, especially since Breaker won back the title uh, on Monday Night Raw. I think it's his dad kidnapped on Tuesday. Only in wrestling, uh, so there's there's we acknowledge NXT 2.0. That was wild. That <laughs> was kind of insane. Um, we acknowledge it. I think we should probably get back to it because it looks like again it started off with it. It seemed like it was it was on a a, a good path. Not that it's changed anything. I just it kind of lost interest in it.
3: I'm starting to get. The feeling of wanting to watch NXT again mm-hmm. after Stand and Deliver. Right. Uh, excuse me. With all that being said, mm-hmm. how dare you not mention st- Stand and Deliver and not mention the two most attractive names in all of sports entertainment? Go on. Mandy Rose. hmm Good Lord.
1: <laughs> her uh, her outfit for, uh, for Stand and Deliver was... Uh, oh, chef's kiss.
3: Was... <laughs> uh-huh.
1: yeah shout out mandy she retained though. you said two names you said mandy
3: rose yeah mandy rose oh then you said two that's, names. that's the that's the two names okay. it's two names <laughs> what do you want me to say why do i bother all right uh all right <laughs> how, how about this the two most attractive <laughs> words in all of sports entertainment toxic
1: attraction yes uh, gg dolan better oof gg 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 um Let's quickly get to all things outside before we talk about all things WrestleMania, because other than there's one thing in, in Dynamite. I mean, really, the, the entire topic of today's conversation will be all things WrestleMania um, with a couple things sprinkled here and there as far as other organizations and other news. Uh, I would like to start off with talking about uh, speaking of stand, stand and deliver. This will be a good segue into uh, one. Mr. Nash Carter
0: ah yeah yeah
1: so uh yeah he won they won nash carter they, wesley they did they won back their titles at sand deliver so they are once and again going to lose them next week
2: probably <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they are once again nxt tag team champions msk there has been um reports reports allegations allegations that's something. Uh allegations, allegations, allegations galore. Yeah. Uh against mister Mr Nash Carter, uh, from his current wife, who is a impact wrestling uh uh not superstar, impact wrestler by the name of Kimber. Impact knockout Superstar. I you. believe what they refer to. Thank you to very that. much. Kimber Lee. Yes. First name Kimber, last name Lee. Uh which is funny. Very catchy.
3: Because Nash Carter is in a tag team known as MSK and his partner's name is Wes Lee. <laughs> <Okay, laughs> go on. <laughs> Alright,
1: so he they won. So congratulations to them. But Kimber Lee has hurled very serious, serious allegations against his her uh NXT hubby. Um NXT champion hubby. Cha- now champion hubby. Uh, he, she has said before, and she has come forward again with allegations against her husband. Uh, she took to Twitter on April 5th, so that's yesterday, to share a picture of Carter doing a controversial Nazi pose with a Hitler-looking mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee tagged both Carter and WWE in the tweet. She claimed she had hid that aspect of Carter's personality because she was mentally abused. The photo in question shows the NXT champion imitating Hitler, which is obviously not a good look at all. Uh, she quoted no. it, she's quoted in, in the text uh, text in the tweet that's saying uh, just another look into the kind of person at Nash Carter WWE, WWE is. She tagged then WWE NXT and WWE. She said, I've hid so much for so long because I was so mentally abused, not to mention the countless anti-LGBTQIA plus statements him and his family make. Uh, she further tweeted that she won't allow herself to be brainwashed. She said, I was so ridiculously brainwashed, so manipulated, and it's finally over. I will never allow myself to be abused like this again. I am a survivor. I am the princess who saves herself. And I am finally free. And that's the end of that. Uh, I'm, I'm saying Can
3: you that. explain to me one thing sure. really quick? Yes. I understand what LGBTQ plus is. I I was going to say that. What's the IA? Now, listen, I want to start this by saying, I, I, Joe Black, (laughs) do not watch
1: the news. I will tell you right now.
3: I am not into everything going on in mainstream society. Okay,
1: (laughs) Really quickly, because I would go down this road here. Uh, Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex asexual agender plus agender uh qia queer interse- intersex asexual age or agender and that's that and okay and we're out okay <laughs> so there's there's your explanation was the uh, the qia they added a new letter Thank every time. Much. so it's not that I, I i i claim ignorance it's not like i i don't want to know i just i did not know i um, too claim ignorance i just don't know i just don't know so there's that so update on this con on this though uh, in this Wesley's wife came forward and has called out Kimberly allegations yes. as false Nash Carter has not commented on the situation but Wesley's wife has said that it's false even though Kimberly has posted photos of her abused like her her face black and blue her lip busted open uh, yes yeah so yeah there's always I, th- there's see, always three sides I, to every story, right? There's always exactly the his side, her side, and then the truth. So
3: and unfortunately, we only see one of those sides right now. We only see her side. We only see her side
1: clearly. Yeah. Well, it's it's, a, We've it's a pretty only damning. Been intro- it's a pretty damning side. Damning. <laughs> it's very damning. A, it's pretty pretty damning. Especially I'm looking at the photo right now, uh, and I'm going to share my screen with you as to what I'm looking at. With I've uh, seen them with nash uh yeah. <laughs> he's got like this really like almost i don't know why boy band nazi hitler mustache i've going. looked at it i've looked at it. i've seen the picture before
3: uh-huh. or, like yesterday or whatever it was mm. and every time he's staring right into your soul
1: <laughs>
3: and i don't know why every time really, i click on the picture really i is. chuckle a little
1: bit <laughs> it's i mean it's for for what it is, obviously it's not funny, but the the way he, he's looking at the camera, the way like, he's looking at the camera is hilarious. It's very it's very funny, but it's it's not funny in in this in the grand scheme of things. But his his look is just whatever. Um, so there's that. So that I'm I'm curious to see where that goes. A- MSK, I got to tell you, man. Like I I told you, I was, can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. And I I feel like from the get go, I was I was on their bandwagon. I really love this group, and so far this is now twice where they've come out like looking like dicks. Um, So.
3: And isn't it always Nash Carter? It's always Nash. (laughs) Wesley seems to
1: be like a a casualty of war here uh, being associated with Nash Carter. So.
3: Yeah, that's
1: uh, one of these things is not like the other. Although again, Wesley's wife has come forward. I mean, that's, she didn't have to do that, but she's come forward saying that that these aren't true. So again, we got to find out just like we did with, that's Velveteen Dream and, and and Riddle and all these other people that had all these allegations come out. Well, one worked out well; the other one didn't. True, really but work you still so right. Well. But that's but they held on to the Dream right until they found out the like actual truth. And if it was it was too much, they were like, you know what? Now at this point, it's it's probably not going to work out. Yeah, they
3: they Catholic churched them. They did. <laughs> they did. Just they just like, swept them like, under the rug, and then like the, eventually they're like, hey, just like listen, just, just just go. Just yeah. You don't just go. Just go. All right. <laughs>
1: peace out. It's not you. It's us. Yeah, Just go. <laughs> it's better for all people involved. Exactly. Uh, we'll talk about uh, WrestleMania, but we want to talk about this really quickly. So AJ Styles coming out on the ramp was bleeding from the cheek. I think I
3: immediately had said AJ Styles is – like I'm pretty sure I texted our group chat and mm. said, I'm pretty sure AJ Styles – or no, I, I know that AJ Styles has already been us- busted open – but I can't wait to see where this story goes. Mm. Part of me was like, man, I hoping he like got something physical backstage and was all pissed off and then just decided to come out. Part of me was thinking, hey, maybe this is an Atlanta, Georgia thing, and he just decided to hit his head against the fucking door. Or <laughs> didn't even think about it. Mm. The stage is underneath a huge star. Mm-hmm which means if you don't come out the correct way, you might get hit. My question being, AJ Styles, not a typical Vince McMahon guy. By that, I mean, Vince, we all know Vince McMahon guy is 6'4", 225. Right, right. That's what everyone says, right? Sure. Yes. AJ Styles, not that. No. Not that at all. No. I don't, you could convince me AJ Styles isn't even six feet tall. With that being said... Mm-hmm. How far over did he have to go to hit his face on the fucking thing? <laughs> I know. Uh, like, and the funnier story was that as soon, right after Edge and AJ, what match was it? It was the. It was the. It was the Smot. It was the really stupid match between. It was the tag match between the New Day and the and and the Butch Boys.
1: Yeah, uh, the Butch Boys.
3: Kind of like it. I'm not gonna lie. And um, which went really quickly, and then right after that was, in my opinion, the show stealer of the weekend. Yeah, of course, for you, sure. Uh, I I preface it by saying, in
1: my opinion, mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> yeah, thank you for the. It preface. was the segment that stole the show
1: mm-hmm.
3: of WrestleMania weekend.
1: You're saying more so than the main event of night one you're out of your mind we'll get we'll get to the card but i I'm, i just want to put that out there
3: can, can i can i make it a 1a 1b type thing <laughs> you can do whatever you want it's your show <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it's 1a 1b you can do whatever you but want with that being said rep- uh, i was listening to pat uh yesterday and he was saying that as soon as aj fucked up his 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 cheek or whatever mm. he had at least three or four different producers constantly come up to him I, and go hey just so you know make sure you you get to the uh, you know it's a the it's point a, it's a sign yeah. it's it's a point you're gonna have to get to the middle because that's where it's at its highest this is and that he's like oh uh, thank you i appreciate it another guy came up to him gotta get to the middle of the point this and this and that he's like oh thank you i appreciate it another guy came up to him and he goes hey did you hear about what you have to do and he goes no what was that <laughs> It's like, oh, just, you know, it's a, star, it's a star, so make sure you get to the, the top of the
1: point of the star, have, this have, way you don't hit yourself. And yeah. he's
3: like, oh, man, thank you, I appreciate yeah.
1: that. Pat McAfee is just a, he's a mensch. I have the quote right here, what he said. Um, he said, uh, Pat, on his show, I was walking to Gorilla, which is obviously the last stop before you go out. By the way, don't they go, like, when they get there, they show those videos of, like, the 24, you know, the uh, uh, you know they had to do the the documentaries and they show like WrestleMania yes. weekend and all these wrestlers come out before the arena gets full. Don't they yes. check that out before they go out there? Don't they, they don't they like mock up and and rehearse music and the entrance and coming out? Like don't they do all this? Yeah, but part of me thinks that
3: with like, you know, upwards of almost 80,000 people in attendance screaming at the top of their lungs inside of a dome mm-hmm. might be
1: then they should have had a, a little
3: bit of adrenaline boost and you go, let's fucking go.
1: I understand. And you make the, they make the right turn too quick. Okay, that's fine. All well and good. They should have a light there. Or like you, know, you have the black on stage in theater. They have, what a segue. They have uh, strips that are like almost black light. So they glow in the dark. So you could see yeah. like where your mark is. So, I mean, they could have done that backstage. I, you know, whatever. I would just. Yeah, but this I mean.
3: ain't theater, brother. This is pro wrestling. It's
1: not theater. Really? Okay. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's where we're in it. Uh, I was walking to Gorilla, which is obviously the last stop before you go out, and four different producers were like, "When you go out there, the bottom of the entrance is like a star. Make sure you get to the middle be- because it's sharp on the side there." I was like, "Okay, yeah." They're like, "Well, AJ literally just ran his face into the side of it. He's bleeding right now." I was like, "What?" I was like, "AJ Styles is bleeding right now. Match hasn't started and he's bleeding, so he he need not. I'm sorry. So we need you not to do that too." Okay, thank you so much. And I was like, "You got it." Then the next producer came up, "Hey." When you go out there, there's a slant. (laughs) Make sure you get all the way to the middle. I'm like, oh, yeah, why is that? (laughs) Like, now I'm gassing. Well, AJ Styles just ran his face into it, so we need that not to happen. Okay, thank you so much. You saved my life. Then I'm walking four more steps, another producer. Hey, on your entrance, I don't know if you've heard or not. Yep, got it. Face thing. Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. The face thing. Yeah, yeah, got it. It was beautiful. So that's, yeah. they couldn't even explain it on the commentary. They were like, he's bleeding already. Jeez. And he was gushing. Like it wasn't like a like a small cut. Like he was coming it down.
3: Wasn't, it wasn't. Listen, it
1: wasn't no razor blade nick. It was and especially. I'll not, tell you that you would he not, didn't cut himself shaving. He would not blade there <laughs> of all spots. Oh my god, he got kid in the cheek. It's amazing. Uh, so yeah. So that was wild. So there was that. Um, we'll get we'll get to that match uh, in our rundown. Uh, do you have anything before we get into? I guess I guess we'll talk about the supercard before we talk about anything else. Um, or whatever
3: you got. Before are we getting into the Hall of Fame? Because if not, I do have one quick thing about that. Yeah, let's do it. Alright, so before we get into the Hall of Fame, I do want to say WWE Hall of Famer, X Pac wrestled this past weekend. He did. He wrestled Joey Janela at Joey Janela's Spring Break Six. Okay. And uh the reason I bring this up is because Pistol Pete shot at Pistol Pete. <laughs> shot. And uh he he was telling us that, that X Pac had a, a torn bicep and all that stuff, and I was like, There's no way he's wrestling Joey Janela soon. Like in right. a torn bicep he wouldn't be wrestling. Turns out both are true. He did wrestle this past weekend against Joey Janela. He also did wrestle this past weekend against Joey Janela with a torn bicep, apparently. No. So he was uh well, right. I don't I'll be honest with you, don't know how the match went judging by him having a torn bicep and it being branded Joey Janela Spring Break,
2: Hmm.
3: I want to say Joey Janela went over. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think, but Um. I don't know exactly. And, uh, yeah, so X-Pac has a torn bicep, and likely, I mean, listen, X-Pac's a crazy man. We all know that. Hmm. But if I were in his shoes, I'd probably hang him up. Especially seeing after one of your, the two closest, two of your closest friends happened in the past you know three months it's all right chris you don't got a cry i know i'm gonna cry
1: two of his <laughs> two, two of his closest friends
3: yeah well i know scott hall yeah scott hall dying right and triple h oh triple h no. literally at one point with one foot in the grave and one on a banana peel <laughs> that's a reference luckily that banana peel was made out of cement
1: but um be here all week all week uh anything else? That's all I can do. All right. So you wanted to bring up Ring of Honor, Supercard. Yes. Of Honor. I did. 2022. Uh I have absolutely no dog in this fight, nor did I even know this was a thing. Um I will say though that I did know that uh we have a debut in ROH, who is now gonna be apparently premiering tonight on Dynamite. Yes, he is. Um, but we'll get to that. And a return in ROH as well. And a return in ROH. So, go on, take it. Really quick. All right, I want to preface
3: this by saying I did not watch Supercard of Honor.
1: <laughs> I we are on was top of it. We are on the the pulse of everything. Go ahead. I was at work <laughs> and
3: I had on uh SmackDown and the uh Hall of Fame. I had to watch I had to watch the Hall of Fame. I couldn't not. I mean, it's Undertaker. How can you not? Um Really what I want to get to as far as it pertains to Supercard of Honor was uh, what do I want to start with. Jay Lethal. Let's go with that. Jay Lethal first. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Jay Lethal had a match, but that's not really what was being talked about when it came to Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal decided to Get involved in the main event, which was Ring of Honor champion Jonathan Gresham versus Ring of Honor champion Bandito.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And great match from you know highlights that I've seen. But Jay Lethal turned heel. And the last shot, if I'm not mistaken, of Supercard of Honor was Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Do it, <laughs> claiming their uh presence known in Ring of Honor mm-hmm. once more, mm-hmm. so that until, was interesting until can't wait to see how that story develops until uh-huh. we had the return of the Samoan who is named Joe. <laughs> That's not Roman Reigns. Samoa Joe uh, returned to Ring of Honor and uh, made his presence known. He is chasing the Ring of Honor title as well as, mm, no, not the AEW. Sorry, I apologize about that. He's made his presence known. He will be challenging for the Ring of Honor championship, and Mm -hmm. he will be having a match tonight. Wednesday night on AEW Dynamite. And I'm
1: so happy for that.
3: He really is. Max Cousin. And I really, really want him to come out to his fucking WWE music. If not, I want him to come out to that one song that I don't remember the title of. But if I filibuster long enough, I can find it. (laughs) And it, it Simon Says. Oh, yeah. You know? Dun, dun, back dun, dun, the dun. fuck up. Mm-hmm.
1: Simon says back the fuck up.
3: No, get the fuck up. That's that's on me. This show's all fucking over the place. I'm still riding high off this fucking off this win. Shout out I might become a Kansas Jayhawks fan.
1: <laughs> it was I'm enough. not lying. <laughs> it was enough. Uh uh to buy your dear fandom. Uh so I'm looking at Young Bucks versus F T R. I have the Owen Hart tournament qualifier, Samoa Joe, facing Max Caster. Hikaru uh, Shida versus uh, Julia Hart. Hardy's versus the Butcher and the Blade in the tables match. And Christian taking on Adam Cole. Bay. Yeah, baby. Uh, FTR versus Young Bucks also. Boom. Speaking of which. FTR, brand new uh, ROH champs. Congratulations. FTR they like did to, defeat. They like to the win belts everywhere else but AEW
3: they've already won the belt
1: anyway I know but that was a short reign and it didn't really count six star ftr <laughs> uh,
3: they have won every major tag team championship in uh, north america hmm. right yeah i mean can you can you name of another one besides R-H- nxt tr- raw a- smackdown ring of honor and AEW, and triple a triple a wwe ring of honor, ring
2: of
1: honor AEW. A-A-W.
3: The only thing he had, the only thing they have left, is the Impact Championships.
1: I'm sure that'll be coming around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forbidden door. Forbidden door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's open. Uh, um. So there's that. So the FTR.
3: I'm sorry. The Briscoes mm-hmm. took on FTR at SuperCard of Honor. That is one match that I personally will be going back to watch fully, because I have been invested with all the social media uh tit for tat between the briscoes and ftr Okay. from what i've heard it was a fucking incredible match absolutely incredible real nice show of respect at the end of the match mm. but ftr did come out victorious and then we had a run-in okay so if you watched friday You watched a show called Rampage if you're a big AEW fan. Mm. The Young Bucks had a match on Rampage. The mysteriously, and if you watch BTE this past week, Mm -hmm. they teleported Uh to Dallas from Rampage and interfered, not interfered, but they uh, made their presence known. They got into the ring at, at Supercard of Honor. And they super kicked the shit out of uh, the Briscoes. Pretty pretty cool site. Nice. And then uh, I believe the promo went, went something like, "We're the guys who left this place two years ago, or uh, you know, a few years ago, uh, made a whole different company, and then decided to come and buy ROH." It was it was a whole it was a whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that is where originally they had. That's where the challenge was issued, and where it was confirmed. The Young Bucks versus F T R two for the A AAA, sorry, <laughs> A, the Triple and Ring of Honor <laughs> World Tag Team. <laughs> Championship. Yeah.
1: There we go. And that's your ROH talk. Um
3: uh, that's I, your ROH talk. Don't hold your breath because I can't guarantee that ROH talk
1: will ever happen ever come again. Back. <laughs> that riveting radio ever happen again um no probably not so unless it's something big or you know it keeps getting you know what i shouldn't say that because if they purchase roh then it's gonna happen where they're gonna have these these guys like rftr and and young bucks head over to roh for like you know shows like this like not for the 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 everyday not the weekly stuff but like the 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 pay-per-views
3: by the end of the year which one do you think we'll be talking about more ring of atrium R-O-H or NXT?
1: <laughs> uh, uh, by the end of the year, I'm going to say uh, R-O-H. Interesting. I think I think so, just because of the amount of run-ins that Khan is going to take advantage of with this. Oh, yeah. Forbidden, not forbidden door now, since it's really the same company.
3: Yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised. You saw a CM Punk gesture for that title. Mm-hmm. You know, past couple weeks he's been doing that. I wouldn't be surprised if he just, like, fuck it, went after the ROH title.
1: Yeah. Once more. Once. Full oh, circle. Once more. Full circle a moment. There was another thing that
3: happened on Friday night.
1: And that is? The Hall of Fame. Ah, the Hall of Fame. Go on.
3: Really, really loved. I was right. I was half right in my prediction when it came to the Steiner Brothers.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. you had Braun Breaker did...
1: No, no name Did change in
3: fact introduced his his yeah. dad and
1: his uncle which is very cool no name change <laughs> which is very cool but no name change, no name change. Uh, which you have been, in hindsight it was would have been a very tacky move <laughs> to to kind of like or uh, overshadow the his his dad and uncle with you know what it, screw, screw that my name is going to be changed now
3: it would have but i think this storyline that's going on in NXT right now yeah. could lead to that right Right. Right? I can see his it. His dad has been <coughs> kidnapped. His dad has been kidnapped. <laughs> right? Wrestling. He's like, I've worked too hard to protect the family name. My name is Braun Steiner. Don't do the Rex Steiner like he was going to thing. I get it. That's mm-hmm. what you wanted to do. Braun Steiner, it's fine. Braun Steiner. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to have the same the same initials as your dad. Right. You want to just, you know, type, that type of thing. But Braun's, Braun, I almost said Braun Steiner. That's a funny thing. Braun Breaker <laughs> yeah. did induct his... Uh, but his dad and his uncle. Yes. One thing I have about that mm. I never thought I would see Big Papa pump in a WWE ring ever again.
1: In my yeah. Life. Well never say never because we saw Warrior. Not right. only that Since Warrior, I've I I never, never said that. What? Since, since Warrior. Since we've seen Warrior and Bruno San Martino, I've never said that again. Like, yes, it's like, oh. But
3: this is a this is a Hunter thing.
1: This isn't a Right, this it's a Hunter thing, right? Which who ironically he's the one that usually brings him in. <laughs> but now exactly. it's a Hunter thing, right, right.
3: So not only was it crazy seeing scott steiner in a wwe ring seeing scott steiner take a picture with hunter was wild yeah at the the, backstage not only with like he took like hunter was standing next to rick on purpose uh scott on purpose Mm -hmm. that was just crazy but that that was good i i loved how scott thanked his kids but rick thanked his brother (laughs) and not his kid not who his was kid. challenging for the <laughs> NXT championship the next night <laughs> if i'm if i'm plucking hairs that's all i'm talking about
1: uh, yeah listen um, who charmel went after who went after uh, so i want to say it was uh, charmel followed by uh, the warrior ward all right before we
3: get before we get into the rest yeah charmel charmel the speech was, was mm-hmm. the speech was good. The speech was good. I like the speech, actually. Go on. Her introduction into the WWE Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> okay. I could, you know, Booker T, God bless the man. Yeah. He gave the first two all hail Queen Shawn Mill. And the first two were cool.
1: And then it just got dug in. Then the
3: he did it for the entire time she walked into the fucking ring. Yeah, and I couldn't help, <laughs> but I was cackling, laughing. That's how funny I thought it was.
0: Because he just wouldn't kept... stop
3: saying
1: it.
0: <laughs> it was wild.
3: It
1: just kept going. <laughs> oh man. Oh, yeah.
0: I
3: forgot but, that
1: he. I forgot that she was a nitro girl. I, I, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, all, that's all I remember that. I, I know. I think. She was a 1991 Miss Black America. She was a former Nitro girl, and then uh, and then yeah, Booker T. Booker T. Booker T. Um, uh, what else for the Hall of Fame? Shad Gaspard. Shad Gaspard. Uh,
3: I mean that I was balling like a fucking.
1: I bird. was balling too during that video. Because li- during that video, little, little that man, right at
3: the end. Oh,
1: I know, I know. Little man, oh. was, little man was strong, and I, I, I just. Put, putting myself in that same situation, and uh, not, not again. I'll sentimental because I lose my shit again. But you know uh, losing your dad, and and uh, especially the way he he died. Um, Him and JTG doing
3: the crime time handshake, the crime time
1: handshake. Yeah, was beautiful. Yeah, yeah.
3: The only thing I really wished was that Shad's wife actually spoke from the heart, as opposed to very clearly reading off a teleprompter. Mm. Right. Like it was pretty abundant. and Taker, listen. listen Taker so- had a couple points uh, during during his speech too, mm-hmm. but it was just. I think his was more like, "Right, I got to get to this." I think, and then he went on his tangent.
1: See, I understand what you're saying, but I think if it, for some people, and I'm I'm saying this from production side of things, there are some people when you give them a script, it's for them to read it naturally is not a thing. So if you put your natural thoughts on paper and then read them, it's better it's to still- get better to get them out. The way you wanted it to be said, as opposed to you having to think about it in front of thousands of people, and just to get it out there. So I, I hear what you're saying. I, I get it, but I think it, it's for for the moment, for what she was going through, and and in presenting it and trying to get her late husband's honor due. Uh, I think it was. I think it was okay.
3: You know what really would have made me fucking choke up mm. is mm-hmm. if his. Son came up to the microphone right after and said, "It's crime time, baby." Ooh. <laughs> oh man, I would have lost it. The, the whole thing. Uh, yeah, the whole thing. Vader, good. Vader's son. That was an incredible speech. That, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him not even being like, you know, I never really saw my dad, and I didn't really like it. This, this and that. He's like, no, 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 no. You guys put food on my table. As a kid, <laughs> like, there's nothing else that, that could I could thank you for. Yeah. I thought that was funny.
1: He, he was very appreciative. Yeah, absolutely.
3: That was beautiful. And I'll be honest with you, my—I don't think this is a hot take. I think that speech that Vader's son gave with his mother at his side, Deborah, yep, is what Vince actually wants for Owen. Hmm. Like I think deep down inside. Vince just wants to be like, hey, I think, like I, his son to come out, be like, you guys put food on my table, this, this and yeah. that.
1: it will never fucking happened. never, never in life, never. <laughs> never I, happened I, I didn't see where you, I didn't know you were going that way. <laughs> that was that was a sharp left turn. Um, but I I agree with you. But yeah, never happened in life.
3: I would go as far as to say that might have been one of the better posthumous inductions ever. Okay. I've really had to curtail my words. to likes to pick them apart nowadays. Well, because you,
1: so you put ever on on the back of everything. So yeah, it's, I'm it's... looking <laughs> at you, Steven. <laughs> Listen, he fucking name drop. I don't give a fuck. Ever, ever best ever. Uh, so Vader inducted by his son Jesse and uh, uh, wife Deborah, and then Mr. Mark Calloway, A.K.A. Mean Mark. He should have been inducted by, as Mean Mark. That's that's my take.
3: I think, think that I think it was
1: a better character than the Undertaker. How about that?
3: Okay, well, show's over, guys.
1: Let's <laughs> just we're just gonna <laughs> just make ridiculous statements uh, the entire time. Let me ask you um, a question, really quick. Yeah, I think Vader was the greatest champion. Of can all time. can you show
3: me your mean Mark Calloway? <laughs> that's right there. Flush. I'm looking at. Uh, it. No, 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 no. This is that's me Mark. Nope, Undertaker. See, he's got a tramp stamp on it. Joe ass. is Joe is, is holding
1: Joe is holding a pillow of Undertaker's face. It's very large, large head of the who Undertaker. I
3: got as a I got I got this as a birthday present.
1: You want to guess from who? Who? Uh,
3: Lauren, Stephen's wife. It <laughs> just
1: comes full circle. So, and Stephen
3: obviously he's yeah. going to get pissed at me if you at least acknowledge him a little
1: bit. He always just wants his name thrown in. Uh, yeah. So... <laughs> So Mark Holloway gets a uh, fucking fame hungry asshole. He he gets inducted. <laughs> <laughs> I first of all I I, I liked this is the first time ever that I can remember actually. Um, I'm I'm gonna say ever that someone who did a Hall of Fame speech for WWE uh, put the uh, the Janet Jackson headset on and uh, came out looking like uh, I, I was like oh he looks like Tony Robbins. He's gonna give like an inspirational speech. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I heard him, I go he could do that as a career. He really, he
3: really could. He could, just he could tw- be an inspirational
1: speaker. <laughs> he really could. He really could. His speech was, was amazing. Um, it was, it's always surreal hearing, <clears throat> excuse me, hearing his voice as his voice. Like, so the first time, uh, seeing, um, and I've heard him talk before, but watching him on uh, broken skull sessions and just talking as Mark, like that's, it's very just wild that, you know, he's, he he just came from having this match with AJ styles at, uh, WrestleMania and now he's on this talking as Mark if I hadn't <coughs> heard it, it would have
3: been very weird for me to hear uh, the Undertaker's Hall of Fame speech if I hadn't heard if I hadn't listened to almost three hours of him and Rogan
1: Right, right that's true
3: the, that is very. Like that's, I forgot I about that I think would really kind of be. Oh, I, I like even when I listened to that at first, I was like, "This is fucking weird." Yeah, it's very really weird. <laughs> and why isn't he ending it with just rest <laughs> in
1: peace? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the four-time WWF WWE champion, three-time World Heavyweight Champion, one-time Hardcore Champion, six-time Tag Team Champ, one-time WCW Tag Team Champ, 2007 Royal Rumble winner, 15-time Slammy Award winner. The Two Wake Mountain Trophy winner. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, I th- that's that's like the bottom the that. bottom of the list against uh, the Styles, right? Yeah Yeah, against H hey, Styles. widely known for the Well that streak. was a tournament, wasn't it? Uh Yeah, I thought it was. It was a tournament or it was like a battle royal or some shit. It was some shit. Yeah, it's like the battle royal. Um oh no, I thought it was uh it was a gauntlet, wasn't it? It was a gauntlet. And then gauntlet. and then Undertaker was the last uh, of the uh, of the line there. Um, the streak, which then led to WrestleMania match, uh, which was kind of the, um, the beginning of the, the cinematic matches during COVID. I mean, that was, we, we tend to not talk about that anymore, but,
3: uh, that was like one of the first, that
1: was one of the first. Yeah. That was probably, if if not the first of the cinematic matches and and everybody did it. They, AEW, they would have no choice because you did it in front, in front of nobody. Well, Um, I'll talk about a
3: cinematic, you want to hear about a cinematic match? People are going to forget. Hmm. I'm sure the parking lot brawl, Adam Cole versus
1: Velveteen dream. Yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't good.
3: No, it wasn't.
1: And no. people forgot about it. Well, cause it was, the match wasn't good. It was just, it was just like all over the place. I remember that. Yeah. I, I do vividly remember that match, but it was just good. The car's all over the place and guys just standing and cheering <laughs> while the cars were on. And yeah, it was just, it was kind of weird. Um, WrestleMania record of 25 and two longest tenured WWE wrestler totaling 30 years. Those two uh, losses coming at Lesnar and Roman Reigns and that match with Roman Reigns, he says, uh, he was like, you know, out of shape and blah, blah, blah. Um,
3: That could have been if if he had if he had believed that that match, if he had wrestled a match that he was comfortable hanging his hat on, Mm. it would have been that one. Like if that match had turned out the way that he, he wanted it wanted to turn, it out, turn out, I don't. Th- right. I think that would have been his last match ever.
1: All right. No. So that's when that's when athletes who like nope, like like Tom Brady, <laughs> like someone who just loves the, the the sport that they're in, and they're like, you know what, I'm not done. And so or you have a you have a, a season where you thought you were going to win it all, you didn't win it all, and now you have to kind of have a redemption. So, I I, f- I feel like that's what happened Saturday night main event night one. Yeah. Pretty much. Um. So yeah. So there's that. So Hall of Fame 2022 in the books. Uh, let's see here. We talked about that hall of fame. Uh, oh, Dynamite I'm sorry. I really had one more thing
3: about the hall of fame quick. Yes. I just, I need to give a shout out to the crowd at the hall of fame mm-hmm. because they gave the proper amount of respect to the undertaker. That man got a seven roughly. Now I didn't do the exact calculations, mm. <laughs> but I remember a certain time on my clock. Uh, when the when the cheer was already going for a little bit, I mm-hmm. remember a certain time, and about seven minutes later was when that fucking chant ended. And I don't think I've ever seen that long of a stand—a seven-minute standing ovation. Seven minutes, no,
1: for anybody. Yeah, I mean they—that's fucking crazy. They gave it to him there. <laughs> he got it twice at Mania. Yeah. Uh, and it, I mean, he, deservingly so. Uh, night I still two. think one of the
3: times should have been badass.
1: <laughs> you know what?
3: One of those times you should have just fucking eh, with, right, the, with the fucking cycle, motorcycle with down the to the ring.
1: Uh, God, that would have been great. He, uh, yeah, listen, uh, he he deserved it, man. He was you know, one of the greatest of all time. And if not the. So, you know, shout out to Taker for, uh, and thank you for all your years of service. Thank you, Taker. Taker, Taker. Uh, really quickly, Dynamite, uh, we talked about what's happening tonight. Uh, last week on Wednesday Dynamite, the only thing I really want to get into um, was the Owen Hart uh, tournament qualifier on the women's side. Mm-hmm. Yes. We had the bunny. Versus? The bonnie. We got that drop ready. The bonnie. The bonnie. The bonnie. Well, can I play this now? Because it's kind of not there anymore. It's We've kind of established that. How this. dare you, <laughs> sir? It's not really there.
0: It's still there. Play the music. Look at that booty. Show me the booty. Give me the booty. I want the booty. Half
3: booty now. Wrestling's number one ass. Half booty. As quoted by her, <laughs> Tony Storm, Storm is Storm all
1: elite. is now all elite. And so and she went from fighting for a title shot with Charlotte Flair to a Owen Hart tournament qualifier against the Bunny. And a really weird viral video that came
3: out after. I don't know if you
2: saw
1: that. I did not see that.
3: She was like, she she had a Q and A and she was answering questions and also signing autographs at the t- at the same time. And I think one of her questions was like, one of the answers to to a question was just, I, mean, I don't know, man. Like it was just, <laughs> okay. It, it was so weird. People were actually worried about like her mental health after.
2: Really. I did not that's hear
3: about how this. weird it was I did not hear about this if I find it I'll send it to you after the show but it, it was fucking crazy she looked crazy she probably is but probably she looks crazy <laughs> she looks great uh, she looks amazing she I mean does, come on she does how
1: can you not Tony Storm. shout out Juice,
3: shout out Juice Robinson
1: shout, <laughs> good for you Juice uh, Tony Storm is now all elite um, and that's my Dynamite talk so we'll get to Dynamite <laughs> next week but let's get to the reason why we're here for this week and that is our recap for for Mania, um, all things Mania, starting with a night one, um, and it kind of started off with some bad news because it was it was not the way it was supposed to end, uh, just with because of injury purposes. But the intro for Nakamura and Boogs, insane, insane in in, in that environment with him on the guitar on the guitar, it was crazy. Um, and, and Pat just going nuts jumping off the table. I think right now, you know what? I when I watch Pat McAfee and uh, uh I, I give him credit because he is insanely entertaining. I mean, there's no doubt about that. He is he is the man. Um he has taken the shine from uh from Corey Graves, who had that kind of role as far as like the the cool heel guy, and he amped it up to twelve. <laughs> so he took that. Yeah, but here's persona. the thing: Pat's not a heel
3: commentator. He he is. No, no, on I, paper,
1: Pat is a heel commentator. Right, right. He's loved by everybody. Right. So he's not. No. He, yeah. He's not. A, he's not a heel commentator. Uh, not like like uh, Corey is because you have to kind of bounce off with um, with Saxton. There. He is on both sides. Like he's just he's just a neutral commentator. But the, how what he how he interjects and and puts things into uh the the play by play and the color commentating is is great and so my, my point was gonna be is that when he first was introduced and first got onto Smackdown and now watch look at Cole or think about it and go back and watch Cole like in the beginning be like what the fuck is this? Get off the table like just annoyed with him to now he's he loves him. Like he genuinely is like I have such a great time with this guy like go get it. Go. <laughs> just do your thing. I think Cole was playing into it at first. Is it, yeah, I, I Cole and Pat Cole, McAfees Cole,
3: relationship go is that of a a Vince McMahon and undertaker type thing mm. like the, uh, Pat McAfee owes a great talent, don't get me wrong, but Pat McAfee got his foot in the door in wWE because of Michael Cole. Mm-hmm. like Michael Cole was the one who got him hired. Onto the 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 commentary the the kickoff team, he was the one that got him onto the commentary team after Samo and Joe left. Nah. <laughs> uh. And uh, just the full circle of seeing them kind of be like oil and water mm-hmm. to now just being one solution was was <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> what a.
1: Uh... <laughs> What, a, that what is the what a, best science reference you're ever going to? What a transition! Very nice. Um, so yeah, so that that was that was my point. I, I, you, you say that, that that's fine. If, if I'm sure, I'm sure it was just like kind of playing into the whole narrative. But in the beginning, he did a very good job because he seemed very annoyed by the fact that he was like, "All right, you can sit down, like done." And then now he's just like, "Go go at it." Um,
3: and Pat is the only person to
1: really get
3: Corey uh, to Michael as to get him to. Spread his wings as a color commentator. Mm. Because I'll tell you one thing: the color commentating of Pat McAfee's match by Michael Cole—some of the best I've ever seen in my life.
1: Mm, Okay, (laughs) some of the best. All right, Uh, it was the greatest (laughs) color commentary (laughs) thing I have ever seen. I'm gonna shut your mic off in two seconds. My life. I'm gonna shut your mic off, Uh, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So. Nakamura and Boogs taking on the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, and it was it was a good match until uh, they had the spot where Boogs was Bo- Boogs had one of the Usos um, uh, going for his his finishing move on his shoulders, um, and then the other Uso came and piled onto to his shoulder, and he was trying to lift them up so to talk about like four hundred some odd pounds, tore his uh, quad patellar tendon, <sighs> and. Uh, and that's that's real and so uh, talking to uh, talking to people and listening to you know everybody else talk about it we're looking at at least six months on the best side a uh, year worse side for boogs so uh
3: that's so depressing that, now that ma- i want to bring this ended up really
1: quick. match kind of quickly and so the usos uh retained
3: good i want to mention one thing sure this doesn't mean that we can't have boogs on television Okay. If you remember, a certain AEW wrestler had a very serious injury last year, right at the height of the pandemic era. She was the world champion, Britt Baker. All oh, right, Britt Baker was in a wheelchair on television for months.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Now, I've seen videos. But was of also Dave the- Grohl performing in, in a wheelchair. Mm. I mm. think Boogs can do it.
1: <laughs> Listen, if uh, I really think Boogs can do it. If if he's down for it, then you know we'll always have him because you know, Boogs is, is a great character. Um but it's just unfortunate the way he kind of went out. Could you imagine Nakamura
3: doing his whole thing and also pushing Boogs in a wheelchair while Boogs is fucking riffing? No, I can't. <laughs> oh man, I that'd can't. be great.
1: I can't. Well, happy Corbin He's on a wheelchair
3: with one leg up in the air. <laughs>
1: uh, and the guitar is resting. Happy
3: Corbin against Drew McIntyre. The, I believe the, is the guitar. The,
1: next match, the guitar. Yes, it is. The guitar resting on his leg, on his bad leg. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre. Yes, Drew McIntyre. Happy Corbin. Um, right. This this one I equate to another match, a night two uh, that we'll get to uh just as far as like restroom, Blair. restroom uh no, time <laughs> bathroom time um i it, my my only takeaway from this is that he kicked out at the end of the days like i really had there was yeah. no no interest in this whatsoever as far as investment goes uh the match itself was was good i mean it was it was it was good for what it was it was a good clean basic match uh my only uh question came at the end of the match when drew won the match and madcap mm-hmm. stood on the apron with uh-huh. him holding uh this big ass sword and uh-huh. he goes to swing at a madcap and cuts the two top ropes in half and snaps yeah. the entire thing off and so now <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm like first of all it looks if you watch it in slow motion he almost pulled a a uh uh, uh Kevin Owens with when he did the with chair, steel chair, yeah. He almost did it with a sword, but the sword would have been deadly, you know, come right back to his head. Um, if he had anywhere near Madcap Moss, he would definitely have chopped his arm off. That thing is sharp as hell. And uh, I, I, my whole thing also was that I didn't see what the point was because now you have to, I'm sure you had time. Well, you obviously had time because you were able to fix it, but you did it right in the second match and you cut all these these ropes off. Now, you know, during the next build up to the next match, and now you have to replace all the ropes. Like here's it, the
3: fucked up thing. It was
1: kind of a little payoff for, for such a big thing. It was a little payoff. Go
3: ahead. I think it was to get, <laughs> I think it was to get the sword over.
1: Oh, okay. All right.
3: It's like, yo, nobody's seen what the sword can do. Everybody's <laughs> like, <on> "Oh, <laughs> think about it. Think about it if if uh-huh. if the higher-ups at WWE are trying to be like, "Hey, what are the marks thinking?" They go, "Oh, we've only seen the sword go through a table." Those tables, I mean, it, sometimes they take a lot to crash. Sometimes they don't. Mm. But you know what to make the sword legit?
1: If we cut the damn ropes.
3: <laughs> if we cut through two of the three ropes, uh-huh. and then it starts flimsy bouncing if you run it in slow motion. It's all over the place like a pencil. Yeah, right. Like when you do the little wobbly a thing lot, with a yeah. pencil, yep. make it look plastic mm. or whatever. Mm. Mm. That's what it looks like. It just, it was, just, I, I the, that was the payoff. The pay, that
1: match was to get the sword to over. get the sword over. <laughs> Listen, nobody, nobody doubted the sword. Nobody thought like we're gonna have a sword for sword match at some point because it needs to get over. It's such a fake sword. No, we, nobody, I, I, I don't think anybody ever said that the sword needs to like have its moment, but you had it. You had a WrestleMania moment with a sword cutting through two ropes and, uh, Madcap Moss almost getting decapitated. Moving on. Uh, the Mysterios versus Miz and Logan Paul. And I want to preface this entire thing by saying that the entrance for Logan Paul um, was absolutely insane because of what he had around his neck. Yes. Yes.
3: Go on. Before you say anything. Please. This is not the first time that he has worn something similar that caused... Almost as much as what he wore to the ring. He did the same thing for Floyd. When okay. he walked out for the Mayweather fight, he wore almost the same exact. He wore a different Charizard card around mm. his neck mm. and a different chain around it. But if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure you have all all the logistics queued up. I'm looking at it right now. But the card itself, I believe, is worth over a million dollars. So here's
1: here's the and breakdown. And the chain
3: is like eighty grand, yeah, or eight eight hundred so, grand.
1: So the, the chain that he held, he had it on, was uh, okay. with the pendant,
3: I mean, with the Pokemon pendant at the bot at the top of it.
1: So bought at private auction. Uh, let, me, let me go back to the beginning of this. This particular version of Pikachu Illustrator was recently rated as Gem Mint 10 by the PSA grading company, indicating its near-perfect condition. That makes it the only- No, that's not near-perfect. That is perfect. Making it the only recorded Pikachu Illustrator card to have received this rating. It would make Mm -hmm. it rare and sought after, considering it's believed only about 40 of these cards were ever created and released at all. Uh, His PSA 10 Pikachu Illustrator- And it's in the Japanese. Yes. it's It's not in English. It's not English. It is Japanese. Yeah, the most expensive legit, po- legit. Pokemon card sold in private auction for five point two seven five million. The card did. Congratulations oh, uh, by Guinness World Records on their Twitter. Congratulations to Logan Paul on achieving his first Guinness World Record world record title. His Pikachu Illustrator is the most expensive Pokemon card sold in private auction for five point two seven five mil. He bought it for five point two seven five. Records the price of five point two seven five. Uh, bu- 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 and the pendant around it was eighty thousand. If I'm not and mistaken, and the pendant was around eighty thousand. Um, <laughs> so, whoever was holding that thing at the on the side there while he was wrestling, uh, you know, better trust him quick because I, I think if I was on the side there, like hired by oh, WWE, dude, his, to us, like I, I, gotta, I gotta go, I gotta go backstage. I got but let me take this backstage. Nobody is gonna get this out. But right
3: behind the commentators. Mm. Was his whole crew his mom his dad Mm. his brother Mm. his boys all of them were right behind there Mm. and the only reason I recognized it is because there was one shot it might have been when Logan did the splits Mm. uh, during that sequence and all I see was just his dad and his brother and one of his boys right there and I go holy shit they're right there like that's fucking awesome so now they're, they're watching his stuff yeah, so he probably just went to his dad well, probably his brother and be like, Hey, listen, you, you have list more list. money than me, probably. Just hold <laughs> on to this. Okay? Hey, You're Jake. not gonna take it, just hold on to it. Jake,
1: hold, hold this. <laughs> just take this. Um, I I will say that uh you know, I know Logan Paul is not liked at all across the board. And the fact that the Miz at the end of this match, they not only do they win this match, but then having the Miz turn on Logan Paul and still getting over with the fans means that you are so hated. Which which way did the Miz turn? What do you mean, which way did the Miz turn?
3: Miz turned babyface, technically, by slamming Logan Paul This is, this, Paul this is the true. Night.
1: He technically did. Right? Well, in theory, he would have, but technically, it was supposed to be the other way around, so have Paul yeah. be the face. But that didn't play out, because everybody hates Logan Paul. I will say, unequivocally, I, my opinion, that... I like Logan Paul. I I, I thought he was Thank great. Thank you. I, I thought he was great. I thought the match was really good. I, honestly, I thought the match was really good. I, if anything, I appreciate the Mysterios putting him over and really didn't have to because he did such a great job at being a dick, you know, doing uh, uh, Three Amigos, doing the, the shimmy on the top rope before the frog splash. I thought him mocking uh, Ray in that was great. And he pulled off the moves like he pulled them off as a wrestler would. So kudos to God. Hand to
3: God. That was one of the better Three Amigos I've ever seen. That was Aside, it, Eddie's got
1: Eddie's got the best. We yes, all know yes. that. But his leg like twists around to get him up. <laughs> I thought it was like that was it. Like you just like did this whole thing three times in a row and it he, he pulled that it was off. crazy. He pulled it off. And so kudos to Logan Paul for I you know going back and reading like his articles and talking about him training for this. Uh, he did a great job. You know, and and you can't you can hate him, love him, do whatever the hell you want. Um, you think he's a huge dick, but he. He pulled this off, and he looked legit. And so, you know, shout out to Logan Paul for for uh, gaining another fan because <laughs> I, I thought that he did a great job.
3: Becky and Sasha were both on his podcast this past week. Okay, I haven't watched it yet, but I am going to, and, and I highly suggest that. I think we else should. Too. Yes, I think we should all all listen to that. Chris, uh, you know what? That's your
1: homework for next week. All right,
3: I'm, write it down. I'm
1: write it down. <laughs> Tattoo it on your forehead backwards so you see it in the mirror uh the next match with one of the best entrances for on both sides uh of the night. Uh I loved when Becky Lynch had hit her Marvel intro. Yes. So you when when I say Marvel intro, Marvel movies always has like the the collection of movies that they put together in that like rainbow colored you know shade and then it shows Marvel. Well, like, Becky Lynch did the same thing. Um, did the WWE have to reach out to do that? I wonder if that's a thing. <laughs> is that like is that an IP that Marvel owns? I mean it did Can you own an IP like that? <laughs> Can you? Uh I don't know. I don't know. it was I i someone had to get reached out to. Uh it was like it was it wasn't like scene for scene, but it was very close to the, the same look. So I just appreciated that they had that and then in her coming out in the in the uh in the car and then coming down the ramp. And then I also appreciated Texas Southern university coming out and playing out, uh, Bianca's, uh, music and then her coming yeah. out. Um, insane match. Well, probably one of the, the, if you had to put like a top three of the, of both nights, this had to be up there because for yeah, me, because absolutely. It, it was just the, the back and forth with, with the two of them, uh, was, was great. The frustration that Becky pulled off in not being able to beat her, uh, was was great. I love the, the the scene where she, you know after trying to pin her, she kicked out and just like slapping her. <laughs> like I just had a frustration. I love the I love the new do by the way, and, and making a uh, you know something mullet. something good out of out of bad. Yes, yes. The Irish mullet. Um, I love the wedgie. I I, I noticed that you mentioned that. So I here's I will say this. I did Matched not watch it. it. I didn't watch it live. So I watched it. Yeah, I, I might have mentioned it once or twice once or twice anybody know, knows that the mini wedgie that uh, that becky's got going on um yeah that's that's like I'm pretty quite, sure that's what i said too that one and uh that wedgie and uh her wedgie and survivor series are compete go very close to each other right yeah. uh, i can confidently say this <laughs> top two top two of her wedgies of all time i can confidently say this yes i, I you know what i agree with that <laughs> the all-time <laughs> list that we have every show uh, so Becky Lynch loses. We have a brand new champion. She gets her redemption from SummerSlam after her 26 second defeat, and so we have a new champion in Bianca Belair. Just absolutely insane match. She um, may also
3: be the only woman to win
1: titles back to back at Mania. At Mania is back to back. Um, I'd have to look into that. Both men and women's side. I'm sure Hogan did it a couple times. Yeah, no, uh,
3: Somebody had to have done it on the men's side by okay. now.
1: Well, okay to take a look I'm sure uh, you're probably right but I have to I would have to know that for sure because now now I'm curious yeah yeah, Uh, we'll report next week uh I will also say that uh watching her fight I still every time I watch her fight I'm always brought back to her days in NXT like she was a mid Carter. sorry she was a mid Carter. like I I keep slamming the, the arm of the mic she's she was a mid Carter. like her her destiny for NXT went as far as trying to reach uh, uh, Rhea Ripley, who was the, the the goddess of NXT at the time, and not yeah. not getting there, and so now seeing her, you know, flip the script and you know, kind of on the other side of this, and and main eventing two Manias in a row, um, main
3: eventing. Is it, that, it, it, well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah you yeah. know what I mean. <laughs> she she won, okay, she won a belt, uh, two two years in a row, which is still huge yep. for a Mania thing for a Mania, uh, anybody in Mania, so men and women. So you know, kudos to her uh, for pulling that off in a great match. Um I was a little, a little disappointed we didn't get a hair whip, though. I would have liked that. Uh especially on the Wedgie. It's true. Uh, speaking of <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Becky Lynch and uh and that family, uh Seth Rollins coming out in some sort of dressy dress. Um the, the two of them have like their 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 fashion sense for both of them. I think they dress each other. Uh Seth Rollins comes out and then Waiting uh waiting and waiting and waiting.
3: Oh uh, 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 <laughs> the music fades wrestling out. Wrestling has more than one. And the
1: music fades royal out. Royal family. Music fades out and then you hear Wrestling has more than
0: one. Yeah. Royal family. Oh my god. The <laughs> <laughs> The
1: mark out, dude. The mark the mark out for the the world's worst secret. In Just insane. Every something,
0: something Cody through. <laughs> <cold laughs> <roast. laughs>
1: uh, the markout. This is the world's worst secret. And see they had they had the alright, that's enough of that. They had the What? What? Keep playing that. Blow, Keep playing it. All right, I'm All done, a right. um So <laughs> seeing that he still had the the lift up, which I, I appreciate that they, they kept that um, onto the the, the uh, stage. Um, and then he just, like, hear, hearing that music, hearing the same music, and I'm like, wait, they, they traded music? Like, can you do that? Can you trade, like, musical properties from, like, the Hardy Boys? And like, you have the Hardy Boys, I'll take this one here, and <laughs> we just go back and forth. Like, if that's... No, it's an actual song. Forbidden Door. Yeah, but... Okay, but does he own it? <laughs> does Cody Rhodes own that song? Or the, or
3: no, but I don't think that, that just like, Tony just like,
1: bought it in perpetuity. Like, I don't okay, think so, he but, bought it forever But Vince had. He did... But Vince uh, had Old Hardys. But it. Vince had the Hardy Boys. Uh, that, was, that was his track. That was, that was I, produced but I, by them.
3: Here's the thing. I, there was a loophole with that. I'm pretty sure that was part of, like, a package that WWE was willing to get rid of because it has other things, like... I told you, like, fucking... Hardcore Bob Holly's music that they didn't give a fuck about, right? Okay. And the Hardy Boys music was in that package. The original Hardy Boys music was in that package.
1: So okay, okay, but then we're back to his music from AEW being played in WWE. Yeah, right. It was. It was. I don't. I don't
3: think Vince had to go to Tony to get the rights for that music. I think Vince just got the rights for that music from Kingpin or something okay. like that i okay. think that's the name of the All right. the band okay the same way that he did with freaking thunderstruck right or seven nation army like you just go to the you if, go if to the, the song office and you buy the song <laughs> if it was a song,
1: <laughs> song office if it was a song that wasn't produced by aew I don't think. It, like, like that Tony, song Tony was Khan not can't, produced by AEW. Tony Khan can't use Keith Lee's music. He could do
3: something that's close to it. Okay. All right. But here's my question. All right. Let, let's put it like this. If Edge goes to AEW, why can't he use. Metalingus. Metalingus? He probably could. Why not? I said he probably could. He probably could. Right. Because it was a song. Before just like just like living Edge. color right
1: living color cult personality I, I get that so is this i okay i get that i'm saying a song like hardy boy you're you, you, you explain that but i'm saying a song that was produced by your own people in house being used on another show like again keith lee can't use his nxt song over at aw that's why he has a different song i'm sure samoa joe is not gonna have his his uh nxt or wwe music oh but simon says it's close simon says it's close um so we'll we'll see we'll see what happens there. But I I just found that interesting that he was able to use the music. Anyway, moving on, um, the, the 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 match itself. The match itself uh, I thought was good in that it introduced I thought it also him stole the show. Uh, I I didn't think it was the show. Uh, I thought it was really good. I think it it, was one of the better wrestling matches it was one of the better ones uh i do like i did like i loved actually the fact that he came out with he did the the cartwheel and then he did the stardust thing i thought that was very cool
3: Corey graves and i quote it's like
1: a shedding of the skin it's shedding of the skin beautiful completely knocking out saxton and his uh his showboating comment like no it's not you idiot (laughs) he's trying to shed skin right i i thought that was very cool um and, uh, yeah, I thought him hitting the pedigree on roads. uh, him doing the, uh, the, the three, um, crossroads at the end of the match, him doing the, the, the spin fist into the elbow to honor his dad. The bionic elbow. Bionic yeah. elbow. I thought that was really cool. Um,
3: yeah. And the pro, like, and the promo on Raw, just like encapsulating everything of what he's actually wanting to
1: do in the WWE That's right now. That's a great reason. A great reason. Beautiful. That. Yes, absolutely. And to do something that his father wasn't able to do. Um, it's uh as i'm reading the the uh the text here for the match uh it was i guess it, it says here that it was the match towards the end got a little sloppy and and a little off track uh but then it, it picked up uh got the three uh crossroads and pick up the win uh he was he was obviously going to win this and so Rollins showing the respect to rose at the end of, what at the beginning of uh raw the next night or two nights later um i thought that was interesting i i didn't know where I was going uh, where it's going to go. I thought we were going to get like a feud. I thought we we're getting a feud too. I thought we were going to get that for for backlash. But uh, I would like to see that yeah. match. I would love to see that match again. Uh but in the meantime, we have a new uh a new member of the WWE family, new old member and that is in uh Cody Rhodes who uh, I am telling you right now, people <clears throat> who don't watch AEW and not. At it, I'm just saying in general. I'm just saying if you don't watch, a, I'm really honestly, <laughs> You're not pointing at your I'm own not, friends. I'm You're not. Just no, 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 saying no, no. no I'm just in saying. General. I'm just saying people. I'm saying this because the people in the audience. He, he got a huge pop, but he didn't get as huge of a pop as I thought he would get, and that's because he's reestablished himself outside of WWE. So if you just watch this sphere of wrestling, you don't know his level of wrestling dumb because you haven't watched it yet. So him coming back as this character. As this person, as him, and not Stardust, uh, the kind of you know, some people are like, oh, wait, oh. Uh, that's right, I remember him. Like, I can remember him from you know six years ago, and they kept saying that on the commenting, on the commentary team. I
3: think that the reason Cody got such a big pop was because there was enough marks in the audience in Dallas for people who didn't really know mm. to also just cheer along with them. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they kind of just went along, like, oh, we got to cheer this guy. And it's like, oh, I remember this guy from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> And I think they started to get behind him. I'll mm. tell you what. If you're not behind Cody Rhodes after that promo with his dad, like,
1: you have no soul. So, <laughs> you, have, you don't have a soul. And if you go back to what he, he went down in AEW as far as his comments that he did online at uh, social media and the fans turning on him in AEW, this is a good... Uh, this is a great fresh start for him like him building up again his same brand under a different moniker and with different people uh is good for for him and so you know he can do this kind of reset in a, in a totally different company With the same and as you that want character.
3: to talk about you want to talk about great storytelling the last time we were really invested in a cody rhodes promo was when he announced the ladder match between him and sammy Right? Mm. In that promo, he started off by saying, So, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And when he gets in the ring on Monday Night Raw, the first thing out of his mouth is, So, what do you want, so to, wh- talk what do you want to
1: talk about? <laughs>
3: yeah. God. And yeah. no, he's, he's, he's good at that. I want to give props to Cody's tweet because it, it, it encapsulates everything of why we love this. Sport. Mm-hmm. Pro wrestling is a love story.
1: <laughs> Very it deep. It really is. Very deep. Very deep. I want to. Snap clap. Snap clap. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Next up Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey and the nip herd around the world. So we had uh, this match here with the slip, I, heard, run, slip watched around the world. The slip watched uh we had this match I, I thought was i thought was really good i, I feel bad for ronda getting such slack on flack on uh social media from other mma fighters who are just calling her a sellout now and i But fe- this isn't
3: the first time she made evented at wrestlemania like why weren't you calling her a sellout back
1: then yeah i know right, right really because well, it, fuck. you know why because i think people thought that that was going to be like a one off and you know just like if if Lesnar had just done his she thing did it I mean, for a
3: whole year I almost. understand
1: listen I my feeling is I get it. I, my feeling is I'm is not that, this anger is not addressed towards you i I'm it's sa- addressed towards those people those people and I'm I, my thing is, is that those people I feel are insanely jealous that she was able to cross over. She's, already, she's the first female in in the MMA uh, UFC MMA Hall of Fame and they're just jealous at the fact that she has crossed over into mainstream media. and so WWE has helped her do that.
3: Okay, yeah, mainstream media. I agree with. I thought you were more talking about like pro wrestling, which I don't think they're jealous about that. No, no, I'm talking about I like they really making millions about... of dollars
1: doing something that her face is plastered all over everywhere. There you go. I think
3: it's a million dollars type thing mm. because they go, "Like I beat
1: who beat Ronda Rousey for the first time?" Uh, exactly. I remember her name. No, I don't remember. What's her, her name? name? Uh, huh. uh, I remember her face. <laughs> she's a skinny blonde girl. Um, Right. I want to let you get it. (laughs) Uh I'll wait. Uh Holly Holm. There you go. I was going to get it?
3: Exactly. The fight lasted all forty-eight. People don't remember who the 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 casual pro wrestling slash MMA fan like myself Mm. doesn't know doesn't really remember Holly Holm. Like, what else has Holly Holm done? Uh, don't don't get me wrong. I want to preface this by saying, Holly Holm is an incredible talent. Not it's not easy to beat Ronda Rousey, but the name Ronda Rousey carries, and that's what they're really jealous about. They're right. jealous about she's getting her name into the mainstream, like you said. But with that, she's also making millions and
1: millions and
3: millions mm-hmm. of
1: dollars. <laughs> yes, of dollars.
3: So for now, sure. for sure, we know the nip slip heard around the world. Probably no. one of the better nip slips of the past 21st century. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, anytime and you see a screen go Charlotte black, Flair
3: won, and I, it, it, I, I don't want to talk about
1: this anymore. It, it <laughs> this match turned into uh, a well, shit show. Well, no, I wouldn't say shit show. It turned into uh, so the, the phrase I'm looking for, uh, or just make up a phrase. It turned into uh, core at its best WWE dumb. if that makes sense okay. so it became very WWE in that elaborate I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna referees out I'm gonna tap you out you're losing now because you're tapping out but the referees out so now I gotta wake you up turn around and get a boot to the face and lose like that's very okay very WWE dumb <laughs> yes Um. It. it's it just it's it, it it's par for the course like we it, it's tried and true it's happened you know from mania's past it'll happen again from mania's future this is how we do things i'm gonna win but i don't win and then turn around and get you know get knocked out and i lose and surprised it that, almost happened at the end of night two uh it almost did <laughs> it almost did and we'll get to that in a second um i'm surprised that she lost i i was very shocked that that charlotte took the win I appreciate that she took the win because now it's, it kind of doesn't keep, you know, the same kind of same old, same old with, you know, Rousey and Lesnar and, and people like that. And so now we have a few that will carry on. And if she is as full time as she has been for the last couple months leading up to this match, have at it, man. I'm, I'm all for Flair and uh, Rousey too at uh, you know, Backlash and maybe Rousey winning at that point. Uh, so, yeah. So, so we'll see. I, I thought it was a good match. I thought the the nip slips were were uh stupendous and uh <laughs> <laughs> ah, <yes! Yeah. laughs> god, that was great. Oh, uh, you like that, right? Um, so there's that. Oh and man, and then and then, <laughs> and then <laughs> oh, fuck. stupendous slips. Uh, we it said last week how speaking of Rhonda. Oh, she was like, "I uh, we're going uh, I'm, I'm disappointed that we're not the main event, or we are going to be the main event, and then she comes out saying that I'm disappointed we weren't the main event. I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm sorry, honey. There's no I'm way being, anybody was. I very that. degrading when I say that. I'm sorry, honey. Uh, you, there was no way in hell <laughs> she were going to be the main event. In hindsight, because just like uh, uh, Bully Ray said, why the hell are we having a KO show as the main event for Mania? And now I, I agreed with that. I agreed with it, too. I was like, "Why? you're right. Why Why are we doing a KO show? I, no, no idea what's going on here, Like, where it's going to lead. Uh, I guarantee you, nine fans out of ten were like, you know what? It's going to be KO. They're going to talk, just like every other show. You know, uh, The couches will get thrown. Austin will kick his ass, and then we'll just fade out the night. This turned into a no-holds-barred match. Holy shit for f- someone 57 years old. Kudos, dude.
3: I fully called the Jorts and Knee Braces.
1: <laughs> the jorts and knee braces both
3: i just want to point that on out both i called both of them <laughs> both knees i was right on that one and the, give him as, as Ciampa as Champa puts it
1: yeah the pat on the back uh funny enough they told him it's really hard to get that on Mike. <laughs> <laughs> they told him not to flip off in the ring but he's able to say shit and son of a bitch yeah it's 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 it's, it's very funny how we we pick and choose. Um,
3: Dallas, if you want Austin to beat the living shit yeah. out of Kevin Owens, give me a hell yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, the place went nuts. So they had this match. And the fu- and the funny part was it too, like, he came in the ring. He, he came out, got his pop, went back, got his ATV. He took a second, came back, went down the ramp with the ATV, got in the ring. Got a bigger pop. To- to- tossed all the KO signs out of the ring, sat down, and then you just saw Kevin Owens' face, and, and the idea of this guy having this moment with his probably the the, the biggest wrestler that he's you know, as far as his fandom that he's he's so over with and, and loves so much that you're, you're having. Yeah, he's a Canadian, so I mean, Bret Hart is the biggest, but I not, get what you're not like this. At. No, absolutely not. Um, and the the the, <laughs> the photo of him, the photo of him of Owens and Austin as when he was a kid, and then now seeing them face to face in the ring. I don't know if you saw that meme. Yeah. But it it I mean, it gave me goosebumps and just knowing that he was ha- absolutely loving this shit <laughs> and, and just adoring the fact that he's having this this match which is technically his last match ever in in WWE. Uh but not his last stunner ever. Not his last stunner. But it wouldn't be his last stunner and he would give several other horrible stunners later on. But uh in the meantime, <laughs> um having this match uh and he taking a suplex on the floor, dude. Like this guy Austin went like he went in. <laughs> he went in, taking these bumps, and then the, going on the ATV, going up the ramp on the ATV. I thought was hysterical. Uh, getting, you know, getting uh, uh, suplex on both sides of the, of the stage, and then coming back down, to, rumbling, <laughs> tossing and turning back down the, the ramp, uh, taking the stunner and getting the loss. Uh, this was not so much for giving kudos to Austin for his wrestling in this, even though you know it's turned down a bit because he was fifty-seven years old but him taking those bumps and it turning into a match for nostalgia purposes sold the night sold both nights just because of who yeah. it is i know your love for for pat but as far as 1 aaa <laughs> this this was the match of the night because of just who austin is and and what he was what he's gone through in not wrestling for 19 years and then coming back for this uh was just a a Geeky wrestling fans dream. Um and it couldn't have gone over any better, just as far as him getting given the stunners and the beers and you know having Saxton come in, giving him a stunner. Um it was just it was just great all around for for night one.
3: I'm okay with saying this. I think it was I personally think it was the better main event between the twos. Uh sure. Between between, between night the one, between Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And, and it, again, not not because the match was that worthy of a match. just Because for, we haven't
3: seen it in 19 years. Just because we haven't
1: seen it in 19 years. <laughs> haven't seen it in 19 years. Hello. Uh, oh, oh, things are going off. Things are going off. Let me shut that down. Um, hello. Hello. So night one in the books with that one. Um, I, I will say that I liked night one slightly better than night two, but we'll get into yes. all things night two right now. So night two. Yeah, gotcha.
3: Actually, I did enjoy night two better.
1: Did you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Alright. i mean, well let's go through the matches and see see why that is and maybe I'll I'll just change my mind. Uh oh well, by the way, I we totally forgot about Stephanie Stephanie McMahon introducing Gable Stevenson. Yes. Uh okay. It wasn't really like it was it was kinda of weird just like, all right, we're, we're talking about a future, here's one of them and here's Gabe. Like, okay. Here's Gabe. Here's Gabe. And he we would not be see the last of him because you see him on night two. That's the only reason why I remember that, that segment. Um and then you also had the uh the Hall of Fame uh inductees come out uh during night one. Uh with Taker t- getting his own uh standing O and rightly rightly deserved. Night two kicking off with Triple H and his retirement, which was kinda, oh. kinda like just out of nowhere and shot to the gut. You want to uh, talk about the klimt? <laughs> I know. With the boots oh the boots in the ring with the mic there and, uh, he's going, him going to his girls and, and give them a hug. It's just, Ugh. the, 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 <laughs> you know, and also again, going back to the, uh, the fire stick and watching mania matches over and over again. Um, I, I keep watching those, those two in a row. Uh, I seem to seem to catch the loops every, uh, with great timing because I keep watching the triple H versus, uh, undertaker, uh, matches the, the two in a row. And, uh, how good those matches were, man. Like and he was so he was so good. Even with uh knowing the story as far as uh um his climb and then descent and then reclimb up because of the the curtain call and him having to take the, the brunt of the, the hit for that. Um I, I, he's he has to be and I said this when, when at Rob's uh he has to be next on the list as far as uh inductees. Like I mean, who, who yeah, else?
3: you had mentioned that last week, and I and I had brought up the fact that there's a chance because of of Hunter being such a high management piece of the WWE mm. that he may not go in right away. I I do equate it to Vince because think- that's always been the thing about Vince. Mm. Vince has never wanted to be inducted into his own Hall of Fame while he was still alive. Right. Everybody, everybody who knows the situation knows that that Vince is going to get inducted posthumously. Because if there's one thing Vince cannot stand, other than what chance and one fall chance,
1: <laughs>
3: it's people talking about him on television. <laughs> Top three things Vince hates the most.
1: Well, the the what chance will not go away anytime soon. Or if ever. No, they won't. <laughs> Never ever. Um What? Uh so Triple H kicking off night two. Um Tear Jerker there. Uh, the the Ro- Boots in the Ring. Fucking the, I lost it. And anytime they do the boots in the ring thing, it's it's always it's That's
3: not true. Cody Rhodes did it and I was like, What the fuck are we doing?
1: <laughs> well Taker did it and then I was like, Oh, that's that's something but then he wrestled again, so Um, But in the moment, in the moment, though, in the moment, though, he was, it was, it was very, uh, for Klimty, uh, RK bro, Street Profits and Alpha Academy, uh, I will give credit where credit is due, um, and I know you love giving greatest of all time, best of all time, I thought that riddles RKO on, um, uh, 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 Montez, uh, Montez thank you, that was the name I was looking for, Montez Ford, Probably the mm-hmm. best RKO I've seen, uh, and then, and before that, I would have said that it was Seth Rollins versus R R-K, uh versus Randy Orton when he jumped off his back and hit him. I'll
3: I'll do you one. I'll do you one more. Seth was obviously number one of all time. Mm. But when you talk in a, when you talk about greatest RKO's ever, these are always the one that come to mind. Evan Bourne yes. is the number one.
1: <laughs> Evan Bourne, the uh-huh.
3: Shooting Star Press sure. into the uh, into, into RKO. the RKO. Yep. Seth Rollins. Is always one you're going to talk about. Uh, you had just mentioned it jumping off the back into the RKO. Mm-hmm. The other one happened recently, which was uh, Chad Gable going for. I think Chad Gable also did the the shooting star press. Okay. Into the RKO. With all that being said, Riddle's RKO. I also agree with you is the best, strictly because he had to get up onto the top rope and then deliver it from the top rope. Uh With that being said, whose move do you think was better? Riddle on Montez Ford or Sammy on Cody?
1: Wow. Off the ladder.
3: (laughs) Off the ladder.
1: That's why, like, that's crazy, but yeah. Um, Riddles is also wild. Yeah, I... Shit. I don't know, I forget. Think, I think...
3: Randy Orton had a crazy one right after right after, after that the right match.
1: The match. <laughs> I know. <laughs> on, uh... On, uh, and Chad, uh, I, I think, uh, I'm gonna go with Riddle just because of the moment, just because of where it was, and it was, it's a yeah. mania, it's a mania situation. Um, but yeah. It's I, mania, it, it's not AEW Wednesday Night when, Dynamite. Wednesday, Wednesday Night Night of Champions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so there's that, uh, it's so a good, good match on that. RKO, uh, RK bro, uh, retains the titles. Um, and he had a weird, a weird, uh, grouping at the end there with Stevenson coming to the ring and they all get the red solo cups and Chad Gable smacks it out of Steven's hand. Steven's, Stevens' hand. Can't, get uh, yes. that out. Um, and then did a belly to belly suplex on Gable. So I was like, all
3: right, that's... And
1: biggest shoosh in fucking history. Yes.
3: <laughs> eighty and eight and upwards of eighty thousand people. Shoosh. <laughs> um I wouldn't mind Gable Stevenson Stevenson, Stevenson aligning with the street prophets. Because I haven't seen him speak yet, but judging by like he did well in front of 70,000 people, but you can still see how green he was. Yes. You put him with the Street Profits. I think you got a solid tag there. Okay. And then you obviously lead to him turning on the Street Profits and aliving with the Gable Academy. <laughs> yeah, have all written up. I'm sorry, with the Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy. That's on me. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to calling it the Gable Academy.
2: <laughs>
3: Is she Chad Gable and Gable Steveson?
1: <laughs> all kinds of confusing. Uh, the next match I equate with uh, 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 Drew McIntyre and, and Happy Corbin with uh, Bobby Lashley and and Omos. Um I yeah, but it was a first good
3: loss for Omos. It was a
1: first. It, okay, that's fine. That's all well and good. It was. It really wasn't like anything to write home about. The idea of you know he usually has the uh, the jackknife uh, that he you know, he'll put up, but it, on this situation, he, since Omos is you know nine feet tall and seven hundred pounds, he really couldn't do that. So basically, he won with a suplex. <laughs> he won with Omos on a suplex, and that was the end of the match. Um, what the be- Perfectly the, okay with that. The better and uh, the better part of this whole story ca- came the next night on Raw. Yes, because I, I I'm not going to talk about. Well, no, we'll, we'll talk about raw. We can interject it with this, um, and that's MVP turning on Lashley, and I, couldn't I believe it. But I couldn't believe it either. But this I'm is very happy for that. Me though. too. <laughs> like, <laughs> me too. I, I think that MVP controlling the way he did, as far as like him like being the puppeteer to Omas his character, I think this that's great. I think it's amazing, and I love the fact yeah. that he gave him the boot in the corner. Um, it just, it was, it was very dominant of the two of them and, uh, having this, you know, the, the, the leader and the protege kind of situation. And I think that plays better with Omos than it it will with Bobby Lashley. So I actually look forward to, and I wasn't really a big fan of MVP until Monday night, um, with this whole new faction going on here. So Omos and MVP, I'm I'm all for. Yes.
3: I'm looking forward to... Omos beating the shit out of Lashley so much that Lashley has to call in reinforcements. And then he brings in? The Hurt Business.
1: Okay. The reuniting of the Hurt
3: Business. The reuniting of the Hurt Business. Okay. And that's a solid three-man faction. Which they don't do in WWE. Speaking of Hurt Business, Uh, I want to bring it back to Friday night really quick. Sure. At the Hall of Fame ceremony. Sure. I was watching it, and all of a sudden, you know, it's cutting to the crowd. And who do I see in the corner of my se- of my screen? Big Swole.
1: Ah, a Big Swole. A Big Swole. A Big Swole's nows Yes. Okay. Maybe bring her in. She'd be a good addition. Like, she'd be a really good addition to WWE. Yeah, she would. I mean, I'd probably have her NXT first, but I think she'd be really good. Yes, absolutely. She'd uh, be a
3: good addition to NXT, too. Yeah, absolutely. She's got the she's got television experience under her belt now.
1: She does. But I think she would, she would be good at NXT and then uh, bring her up to the main card. Uh, yes. In in one of my favorite un, unexpected matches that I was very happy about was Sami Zayn against Johnny Knoxville in Anything Goes match. It was just it was just stupid and fun. Like it was just having the hand come out and smack Zayn in the face. Zayn to his credit just like you
3: mean, the, you mean the 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 love child of May Young and, yeah, and right. Sexual Chocolate,
1: <laughs> and Sexual Chocolate, Mark Henry. Uh, it's, it's, get credit to Sami Zayn for uh, doing pulling the Kevin Owens and just everything that you could do to sell all the moves. I thought was great, uh, and then having all the, uh, the the jackass crew come out and do their moves. Chris Pontius coming out uh, dancing around.
3: Um, I, I need to point out one thing. Right after that.
1: right Pontius was
3: awesome. Pontius. But I need to point out one thing. Wee Man giving a body slam to Zane. That's what
1: it is. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Wee Man? Fucking Wee Man? He did, first of all, for him to... Actually, I know he, he, he was bracing himself on Wee Man's shoulder, but he still got him over to slam him, and he's all, of what, three feet tall? <laughs> I want you... I'm getting close right get, now. Get, Look at me in my eyes. Get close to the screen. Yes. Uh,
3: I'm going to... I'm going to say this is a hot take right now. Sure, I equate that to Hogan Andre.
1: <laughs> okay,
3: Wee Mania is running wild, is running wild in wild. Dallas.
1: You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I liked his shirt though. I like that they blacked out like all the the Mania WrestleMania. Just put it, we Wee Mania in <laughs> yeah. front of his. It shirt. was perfect. I thought that was very. It funny. was. Perfect. He had they brought out the, running wild. the tables with the the table with the uh the the uh the mousetraps that half of them went off when he pulled them out from underneath the ring. The uh the main mousetrap at the end of the match, the the close it out, which did not work, and he had to like maneuver it, so it slammed on top of Johnny Knoxville for him to move out of the way and slam on Sami Zayn, and that's how he got pinned. Um I thought it was just a in the, the uh the fire extinguisher, which is a great go to uh I, I just think the whole thing was just hysterical. the taser the the taser the the trash can lids playing as uh, the symphony on Zane's head. Uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was just I, I thought, it and, was all and, wonderful. And, and I and giving um, Oh and and having uh uh Knoxville giving him a tornado DDT which I thought was like holy shit, look at him. Um and Knoxville taking bumps too. Uh I, I thought it was just, I thought it was great. I thought the whole thing was I did great.
3: point it out a while ago though. This match at WrestleMania, there was going to be a lot of jackass people there. But there's not going to be one person there. One of the jackass members is not going to be there. And I that, guaranteed it. And that was? Steve Steve-O. O. Steve-O. Why? Because he appeared Why? on Talk is Jericho a couple mm. weeks ago. Okay. And anybody that goes on Talk is Jericho is on the outs with WWE currently. Is that a thing? All of the Talk Is Jericho podcasts, all of the wrestlers that have guest start get that have been guests on the Talk Is Jericho podcast since AEW has become a thing, right. have not been affiliated with the WWE in any way, shape, or form. Really?
1: Huh. Yep. Hmm. You know, I mean, McMahon holds a grudge. Huh? Yeah. Oh. Huh.
3: Huh. But he was also the one to tell to tell Chris, "No, go, dude." You want to do it, too. Do. By, by all means, go do it. Yeah. Fuck. Nope. Whatever. <laughs> Who am I to hold back what you want to do? Go. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: What is he doing now?
3: <laughs> what is he doing now?
1: No. No, Steve-O. Uh, Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, Carmella and Zelina and Sasha Banks and Naomi. And, Hang on a sec. And uh, Liv and... Yeah. Go ahead.
3: Here comes the money. Here comes the money. Go on. I, I was right. We had bet this last week, and I was right. No. Sasha and Naomi. That's Sasha and Naomi.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You texted me the uh, the gif of uh, the, the cash, and I was like, ah, shit. I forgot about that bet.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I was writing down all the WrestleMania matches and uh, all my predictions and all that stuff, and I was like, shit. I'm, pretty, I'm almost certain he took Liv and Rhea, and, and I, mean, I took Naomi I and Sasha. Uh, I was like, all right. I'm going to go with that. I'll send you five bucks
1: later. Uh, <laughs> is that uh so my money it was my morning Sasha Where's Banks money? and Naomi we, we have new uh new women's tag team champions um shout out to Carmella on uh, the very next night in Raw uh just whole hard make out with uh, Corey Graves like just ton- a
3: lot of tongue a lot of tongue
1: and good for Corey good. a lot of tongue good for him bang that shit uh it just was against Edge okay I I no, nah, I really just was like a, a regular wrestling match that really went nowhere, other than the fact that they were setting up for this new stable. That is, I think um, we had
3: expected too much from this match. I think that's why.
1: That, but doesn't that happen every time they say this match? we no, these are two. This is a dream match, and this match here is greatest. But match most football. of the time, it 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 you know it comes true. Did Randy Orton versus uh, was what was the greatest uh, match of all time? Randy Orton versus Edge. Versus Edge. Yeah, was that the greatest match of all time? I mean no, but if, <laughs> I, we can't get
3: into that again. Listen,
1: I can't keep, because I told you it's a gimmick. The match I can't stop talking about the greatest match of all time. Every, every show that we've done, we've uh, talked about the great.
0: <laughs> the greatest show.
1: The greatest match of all time: Edge, Randy Orton. We keep talking about it every week. Um, so I get it. I get it. Uh, AJ Styles versus Edge. I, I could have done without it. Also, uh,
3: Randy versus Edge wasn't a. It was a quote unquote dream match, but it, it's not like we've never seen that match.
1: We've seen it many, many times. But when you exactly. preface, when you preface any match like like oh I don't know the main event of this Mania as the biggest Mania match of all time, you're going to have a, a huge disappointment because it's not going to be the biggest, <laughs> as you say. Yeah, don't point. tell me what to think. How about that? You you do your thing, entertain me, clown, and put it out there, and I'll determine whether it's good or not. All right, the, the, entertain me, clown. I got that from. Uh, like okay um so, so this whole thing with edge leading up to this uh and you just went on a Don LaGreca type rant <laughs> entertain me clown uh the uh, damian priest with this whole new faction of uh house of black light um i did that's hear that's a good one i did that hear, that's a good one i did hear that uh uh which i would not be surprised i'm going you know i'm going to call this right now too that they have a rematch as of course of course they all do with with monday night raw um they're going to have a rematch for the tag titles with Naomi and Sasha versus uh Rhea and Wait, before Liv.
3: you even get anywhere, can I can I say what you're thinking? Good. Rhea turns on
1: Liv. Rhea joins the faction. That's correct. Nice. That is correct. That, that, Hell yeah. that is my call on Monday. Is that because you saw a little tension happen on Raw this past Monday? Full tension when they lose again and that's when Rhea turns and joins Will join Edge the following week. So that, that is my, my take on that. Um, they need one more, though. They do need one more. This is turning into... They need uh, one more dude. They need another dude, and I think they're going to have another woman in there, too. Um, mm. this, this, so this, two this, tag teams <laughs> uh, and a main eventer? And a main eventer. This is turning into... Uh, uh. This is turning into um, 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 Mustafa's group. Uh, Retribution. Retribution, yeah. <laughs> it really is. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Oh, that's, that's the other name I heard too Speaking of which Speaking of retribution Was was uh, Dominic I Yes heard, I heard that name I
3: literally I did not hear about that But that's the first person That came to my mind that I heard
1: Dominic And I heard Rhea Being thrown around A
3: tag Hang on A tag team Of Damian Priest And Dominic Dijakovic
1: Didn't we have that In NXT at one point <laughs> I, I don't like, remember I like we that, had that was a long time had ago I,
3: My brain is fried <laughs> That tag team, it's all the weed. with Edge as the single star and Rhea as a single star. Would it be fucking epic?
1: It would be. It would be. Uh, the wasted match of very the night, very
3: Legato del Fantasma. esque
1: Oh, oh. I like that. Speaking of uh, uh, wasted time, <laughs> just because they didn't have it on night one, it got cut for time. Uh, Sheamus actually tweeted uh, a pair of scissors. <laughs> he just it was a emoji yeah. of a pair of scissors. His match got cut for time for uh, night one, so night two they put him out there, with New Day against Sheamus and Ridge Holland, even though it should have been Sheamus and and Bush, um. And it just was nothing. It was just kind of it was kind of put together. It was thrown out there, um. And then they you know they lost New Day lost. It, it just it was kind of like this is what they've come they to. They
3: didn't need they didn't need to do New Day like that, especially after Biggie just being injured the they, way he they was. They did not, and and also kudos to the New Day wearing biggies yes uh, the like coat. biggie style gear
1: yes with the tails
3: with yep. the i think the details on it where it was the it was the same style and color scheme yep. from when he won the wwe championship yep. the blue and the white and the silver yep and also i want to point out one thing the quads on xavier woods mm-hmm. never realized that man's got some incredible <laughs> quads on him.
1: i can appreciate another man's quads
3: good for you I have to. Don't, I mean, after Vince,
1: don't hang out. Don't.
3: after Vince and Hunter, I feel like quad. Like I never really knew what a quad was until those two things happened.
1: Get torn right from the bone. Especially yeah, like when exactly. You, when you crawl into a ring and can't stand up, get them ripped right yeah. off. Um, let's talk about your match of the night. Uh, well, your two matches of the night <sighs> into. No,
3: no, no, no. That second match was not sanctioned.
1: <laughs> that second
3: match was not a sanctioned match. Uh-huh. Pat McAfee is undefeated at WrestleMania.
1: Right. Oh sure. Um, so Pat McAfee taking on Austin Theory and McAfee, get my notes out for this one. McAfee getting the um, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader treatment with Seven Nation Army, and uh, it, it it's it's very cool watching that happen. It's very it was very cool watching that happen while the entire match listening to Cole cheer him on with Vince. Sitting right next to him, <laughs> two chairs away. So it was I, beautiful. I thought it was very funny. Um, and McAfee just McAfee's—he's a great wrestler. I gotta you know, give him kudos. Since you know, since we talked about his better match, sorry, his better match at at uh, War Games. Uh, no, come on. <laughs> come on, come on, All come right. on, come on, come I on. I mean, it's a War Games match. I understand. Of that. Of course, it's he, gonna be. But better. he showed out, man. Like he—that was the match where you first saw him like really wrestle, and he showed out. This one here. I'm not saying it was a bad match. It was it was entertaining for what it was. It just wasn't as good as that. Um, he wrestled against Cole first. He, he he did wrestle against Cole. Who? Adam Cole, baby. Uh,
3: Former NXT champion Adam Cole. Yeah, no, I know. I know. what you're talking about.
1: So. What? What well, the <laughs> it, it, the backflip on on onto his feet from the top rope. Um, him going for the punt. I thought <laughs> I love that. That's his finishing move. Uh, it has to be. It's, it's There's nothing else it could be. Uh, missing a Swanton bomb. Uh, yeah, he, 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 the whole the whole match was good. The match was good for what it was. It was it, it was going to set up for the main event, but you had this match with Austin Theory, and then you have McMahon, it's threatening to come into the ring, with taking his jacket off, taking putting it back on. Then he finally takes it off, takes off his shirt, and he's got the trademark black tank top underneath, and the man is still jacked for, for 76. I think he did
3: that for Pat.
1: I'm sure he did. <laughs> I'm sure, and I'm sure yeah. Pat, all the only thing Pat wears mm. is black tank tops. Black tank Well, well but, but McMahon did like that. He literally he wrestled in his street clothes. Stop! 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 McMahon has been wrestling in, in black tank tops since uh, since Austin days, since Austin and Rock days. No, I understand that. Right. So you're saying as far as him doing it for Pat, it's been done before. Yes. Right. But I think. <laughs> You're saying he did it for Pat. Yeah, I, I'm saying right. I'm saying it was probably just his look and it just happened to be that Pat wears black tank tops.
3: Anyway. Do you wear a black tank top underneath a light blue shirt?
1: Only if you're about to wrestle in uh, mania, sure.
3: Okay then. That's all I need. There you
1: go. <laughs> there you go. By the way, the normal answer is no. No. Only <laughs> but only if you're wrestling in mania. Um and then he had <laughs> the the second match, which CBS Sports gives an F. Gives an F for the match, F for the match, because McMahon that at F too. McMahon, McMahon, God bless him, you know, for the entertainment purposes. And McAfee throwing himself around as if he was his name was Shawn Michaels fighting against Hulk Hogan, Uh, you know, flipping himself around and then getting the loss. All well and good when the when the glass shatters and Stone Cold comes out and we have another McMahon Austin moment with him, you know, cheers and
3: Austin theory. Oh right,
1: oh that's right so many Austins. <laughs> uh, him cheering uh, and, and cheersing and slapping beers with McMahon and then giving him the god-awful the worst, worst stunner of all time. And I texted you guys. I was like, you've had 20 plus years to figure this out. <laughs> you've had 20 plus years to time this right where everybody else and their mother has been able to take a stunner. Austin Theory took a stunner, which was amazing. It was it was top five. Scott hall Theory's Austin, theory, Austin theory stunner Hall-esque top five. Th- Yes, <laughs> but it was of Scott, all time. Scott Hall-esque uh, level of stunner yes. because it was the same yes. height, the same like kind of exaggerated move. This one, though, had the legs flailing in the air. Kudos, so kudos to, to Theory for selling that. Uh, no kudos for McMahon for literally just crumbling in Austin's hand, him having to pick him up, and then go for the stunner, and he still crumbled again. Just god-awful, and it, it, if nothing else, I give him an A for consistency because he's been doing this since the late 90s. Yes,
3: With all that being said, yes, I think we can both agree. (laughs) Top five stunners, Uh, Austin Theory, without a doubt. I think it's up there.
1: It's definitely up there. It's up there. It's up there. It's up there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, When I, but but I will say this though, I will say that with that stunner happening, and then McAfee coming in doing the same thing with the beer, and then him taking his stunner, I think that has to be up there. If you're saying five and five a five a five b. No 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 no, Theory, no, 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 no. Theory, and don't say don't say top. Top, top, start. Go ahead. What are you going to say? Pat McAfee. <laughs> if you say best, stunner, I'm turning your mic off. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Uh,
3: the Rock is the best stunner. Yes. Scott Hall is number two. Uh-huh. Pat McAfee is number three in my book. <laughs> okay.
1: Listen, you know what? Okay, fair enough. Because it was just the way he did it. When he got stunned, he just spewing the, the beer out of his mouth. A beer fountain. Was, That's what I have been yeah. hearing
3: it being called as, a beer fountain. beer fountain. And I love it.
1: The beer fountain. And then it came on the outside just pouring beer into his own mouth and the camera going in on his face. I thought it was just classic. I thought it was The great. funny
3: part about it, he goes, I did that and I'm just thinking to myself, I really hope they
1: catch this. Yeah, because I mean, you only have so much beer in the can. I'm sure the cameraman was like, looked over and was like, oh shit, let me get that. And so yeah. it was a great, it was a great move. Um, like as I mentioned, CBS Sports giving the match an F because the match was just horrendous, but giving it from a, top to bottom, giving it an A plus for the Austin McMahon callback, even if even if McMahon could barely take a stunner.
3: <laughs> from top to bottom, uh-huh. from the entrance of Vincent Kennedy McMahon to the last stunner of Stone Cold Steve Austin. By the way, Pat McAfee has, is officially <laughs> the last person to ever take a stunner from Stone
1: Cold. That, that's true. Yeah. I mean, unless he comes back and just gives it again. You can give a stunner to somebody. And right? I
3: really, uh, I'll I wanna... be honest with you, with my fandom, mm-hmm. I don't ever want to see Stone Cold deliver a stunner in my life.
1: Until after that.
3: <laughs> Until that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, here Look it at is. The... <laughs> oh, God.
1: <laughs> the the amount of beer that he just spews out of his mouth was just absolutely classic. I, I I loved it all. Loved all right. It all. Boom, now, with all that being said. Boom. And just... <laughs> His fallback
3: was just great.
1: Just absolutely amazing. From
3: Vince McMahon's entrance until that moment right there, mm. I don't care what anyone says. For people who are around my age, maybe not so much you, but people who are around my age, Duh. that, what Pat McAfee did at WrestleMania, is the
1: boyhood dream.
3: Absolutely, like well, that, that is that and
1: Kevin Owens. I think both both it's had their, the boyhood dream. They both had like, their, their boyhood dreams <laughs> happen. No, but I would go a step further. I would never want to face Stone Cold Steve Austin. I would love to face Stone Cold. Yeah, put me in a match with Stone Cold.
3: Absolutely. I would want to be. I'll be honest with you. I'd want to be in a tag match with Stone Cold. Okay. Strictly because I would want to. I'll put it to you. I will write out my fucking two matches with Stone Cold right now. <laughs> tag match. He saves me from a beatdown with Austin Theory and Vince McMahon. Mm. We get a tag match between. It, this is just me booking for Pat at this point. It's between Pat and Austin, uh, Pat and Austin versus McMahon and Theory. Right, mm. right after that, cheers, all of that stuff. Stone Cold gives me a stunner. Leads to one more match, one on one, me and Stone Cold. At the end of the match. It's his final match. We embrace in the middle of the ring. We embrace. <laughs> Here's the thing. I win against Stone Cold. I give him all the respect that he deserves. We embrace. We cheers one last time. He gives me a stunner. I'm on my back. He gets a celebration to walk out. I have planned
1: this my whole life. You know, not for nothing, but most people who go out, like as far as retiring, lose. In WWE, but because it's Austin, yes. it's Austin. He has to go out on a win. There's one other person who also went out on a win. Uh, was that Taker? Take her. Taker. Yeah, Deservingly so. Like you have to absolutely. No, no, no. We're working with her. Um, with all
3: that being said, yes. There's one other person you uh, you associate with the '90s and the Attitude Era, and that's The Rock. Hmm. I don't think The Rock should go out on top. Right. I think The Rock should go out. Looking at the lights. Why is that? Well, because it's going to be against Roman Reigns.
1: I say I don't agree with that. I think if you, you think if, Rock, if, if you're thinking Rock of Attitude Era, Rock wins. If you're thinking of Attitude Era. Why does Why does Stone Cold and Undertaker get that those props, but Rock doesn't? Rock was just as equally as big in that time as and when Austin was out for all those months. He was. The, he was the the uh, the shield bearer. Like he was the guy that, that, that carried the company.
3: Strictly because it's Roman Reigns.
1: We just had this conversation the other day about the, the the uh the Mount Rushmore wrestling and you we were debating whether Rock and Rock, Austin or or taker was on there and I said to you gun to head which one would you put on there and it was Austin. So the fact yes, that you just ha- Austin right but the fact that you have Rock in the the scope of the conversation still says something. You're right. I mean, if Taker gets a standing ovation for seven I minutes, said at you're the Hulk, right. Damn it! I'm just Jesus. saying. I'm just saying. If if Undertaker <laughs> can get a standing ovation for seven minutes, The Rock should be able to get the same thing. Yeah, I mean, and he's, I mean, you're
3: probably right, but it's Roman Reigns, and I don't want to see The Rock win against Roman
1: Reigns. Uh, well, then it wouldn't be for a belt.
3: Unless it leads to more matches, uh, then it wouldn't be for a belt.
1: The Rock and Reigns. If Rock wins, it wouldn't be for a belt? I'm saying at some point, if you're saying that it's going to be Rock's last match, it wouldn't be for a belt.
3: Oh, no. Oh, yeah, you're right.
1: I'm, whatever. we just... You're right about that. Fancy book. Uh, speaking of Roman Reigns, let's get to uh, this championship match. Um, All right. I... For what I'll it was, up until to point, Roman
3: Reigns for breaking his fucking shoulder? Yeah, for
1: breaking his shoulder and then for, uh, to Lesnar for popping a rib. Um, I feel like this match for where, where it was going to go was good the unfortunate aspect of it though was that because both guys were hurt it just ended so sharply not that it was like I think roman
3: was the first one to get hurt too
1: uh i believe roman was the first yeah and you see photos online of his shoulder being like you know, bulging out um the best thing is when you see him at the end of the match just
3: grab the rope and go pop it right yank it and pop it and you just see the pop and you're like oh my god
1: yeah like that I was actually, that was not in place. That was a thing. I mean, that was, that reminded me, I just chose my age. Um, if you ever watched uh, Lethal Weapon and, like, the running joke in all those movies was Mel Gibson losing his, you know, popping it out, having <laughs> to pop it back into a wall. <laughs> just, like, slamming it into a wall. Um, yeah, man. You, you Having the foresight to be able to grab the rope and then yank on it to pull your shoulder back into place, holy shit. <laughs> Seems like it's happened before. I'm, I'm sure they're they're taught, like, listen, if this happens, you got to, like... Get, get an angle where you can just put it right back in but it's a, it's out of the joint dude like your shoulder is out <laughs> it's it's out so and it's down thing. from all reports people everybody's saying that
3: he popped it when he drove uh Brock into the barricade into the barricade right
1: With, so but that means that so when he had his shoulder was out when he was getting the uh the camera lock the his lock.
3: shoulder was completely out of socket dude that that just thing which about either that. means that is incredibly painful, painful or not even painful at all. <laughs> right? I mean, even well, even if it wasn't no, it's incredibly painful, but the the fact of the matter is
1: that even if it Rob wasn't out, I was
3: putting torque.
1: I know even if on went, that, Kimura lock. even if it doesn't hurt, which it doesn't look like it really does. Um, <laughs> that let me put it on you. That's fine. Do, do it on me, but as long as I don't have my shoulder popped out of place. Oh yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's real side
3: tangent. I had the same conversation with my buddy Alex last night. Let me put it on you. I was showing him. (laughs) I was showing him WrestleMania, and I was showing him uh, the Johnny Knoxville uh, Sami Zayn match because grew up on Jackass. The both of us, that Mm -hmm. type of thing. So I was like, "Ah, I got to show you this match. Mm -hmm. So we watched the match front to back. And he was like, oh, but, you know, like they took the crutch out in the trash can. And he was like, ah, but, you know, it's all different metal. It's not really this. I was like, okay, let me get one of those and let me hit you with it. Okay. He's like, all right. I was like, okay, when I get one of those. And, he, and then I was like, what about a kendo stick? He's like, oh, you know, it's different wood. I was like, bullshit. Okay, let me get one of those. Uh, I, if I ever get one of those bullshit kendo sticks, uh-huh. let me hit you with it. Yes. And he goes, all right. He's like, well, but you can't wail on me with it. I was like, I'll do exactly what they do in the ring.
1: Absolutely. Look! Look at Domin- exactly what they do. Show show him Dominic Mysterio getting whaled by uh, Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy, and then oh, with the whole yeah, yeah, and then show him that match. And say, this is exactly what I'm going to do to you. Stay right there. Don't move. <laughs> now I'll get I'll get a kendo stick air quotes that you think is going to be not the same wood, and we'll we'll try it. Then. Yeah. All right. Fair enough.
3: His big thing was the crutch and the and the trash can. I was like, all right, well, let me get let one let me of those and, and I'll hit you
1: with it. <laughs> If you ever if that happens, please uh, I want uh, videotape it. I want you to record the whole. Oh, thing. Oh yes, absolutely. Record the whole thing. I want documentation. It, documentation or er, didn't happen. Um, so all that being said is that Reigns retain not re- only retains but gets uh, both belts as I called. I said that Reigns should and would win because you want this guy to be the face of the company for years to come, and he is now officially in in Cena hogan rock austin mode for this generation like this is now he is now the face uh, of of this era and it was the right way to go it, him, it's, it absolutely there was, was no other way they're right. No, you, if if anything lesnar would have been fine as far as him winning both belts but it wouldn't really went anywhere whereas now this character who is a full-time full-time wrestler you could say Lesnar's not but he's back in canada right now uh reigns will now take this and and Challenge Cody, challenge Rollins, challenge whoever. Don't you know. put Cody in there right away. No, no, I'm, I'm not right away. But at some point he will. Cody should be saved for SummerSlam at the very minimum. I mean, that's it's going to be around the corner, dude. Like, so that's still kind of close. I think you should that have. if y- You still have another match or two before you get there. Survivor Series or Rumble. Yeah, I don't know.
3: I don't know. I f- I feel like if if you want to have Cody take the belt off of him, mm. it has to be like a a, a mania.
1: But you still have to have Cody something big like you that. still have to have Cody over with these fans. Like that's the thing I was I was mentioning before. This is a totally different demo of fans. Like it's a, it's a different yeah. side. And WWE is it, a lot of people just aren't aware of his new found wrestling fan, uh, greatness. So, you know, they kind of have to reset with him. And so I don't yeah like to your to your point I don't see this happening anytime soon with him but build him up and it will because he's that good.
3: The good thing about where Cody Rhodes is right now is they have a time-tested tactic mm-hmm. over the years and it's worked to some degree not a lot but it has worked sometimes. Okay. And that is Pumped in noise. And I'll tell you one thing, if there's one advantage to Cody going to the WWE, it's that because if there's even a hint of the fans not so really getting behind Cody or they're not sure about Cody, they'll pump in that noise
1: without no problem. They try to do that with Roman. Or do they
3: just let him flounder and be like, Hey, you did this to yourself? Gonna go one or two. I ways. don't
1: think, <laughs> I don't think he would have agreed to that uh, at all. I'm sure he would be like, "Listen, Vince, that's I a good to, point. I want to be over as as much as I possibly can. So please uh, do what you got to do. Uh, <laughs> Pump that shit in. Uh, that was mania. And so we have uh unified champ in Reigns, uh, which should have been done and was done. Um, I, you know what? For I, I still, where do you grade this? I, I still, I still liked night one better. Um, I will say that this one was better than expected because some of these matches, like I, like again, Zane, Zane and, and Knoxville, I, for me, that would have been like a bathroom match, but it was absolutely entertaining. Oh, I knew I, I knew I had to keep my eyes on that okay. match. To say that was absolutely, I, I honestly, I did not have any interest in that. I was absolutely entertaining. I will swallow my pride on that one and take that one and bite the bullet on that one. Um, the, the KO show I had. I was all kinds of down on that. That turned out to be one of the best things of the entire weekend. Or the best thing of the entire weekend. Uh, Let me ask you a question. I thought it was good. I give it a B. I give it an overall score of a B. Really? Yeah. I, I, think, it was, I think it was good. It was entertaining for what it was. It, some of the matches kind of left a little to be to be desired. I mean, New Day was a waste of time. Uh, the whole thing with... Would you put it in the top ten? No. Really? No, I mean you have like thirty. There's eighteen, seventeen. There's uh, three. There's six, five. I mean, I could I could go on and on as far as like manias that I feel are, are better than that. Funny
3: you should mention that.
1: Twenty seven. I actually was listening to uh, a,
3: a podcast this past week, and he was going through the all. He ranked all of the manias. Okay. One to thirty seven.
1: Give me the, give me the top three. Really quick.
3: Top three. Because we are way over over the clock time. Okay. Three
1: Number three
3: is 31.
1: Who was, who was That's the main event? Santa of, Clara. Who was the main event of that one? Was that Danny Brown? Rice of the Century. Oh, Seth Rollins. Yes. Okay. All
3: right.
1: Number two is 17. Austin awesome Rock, when Austin turned on Rock with McFan. Yes. Okay.
3: Number one, 30.
1: 30, same. Daniel Bryan but I'll in, tell you this Rollins. I, I
3: I may have to go back and look through a lot of the list, but I would put this WrestleMania top 10 in the better third of manias. Okay. Like I would say it is. All
1: right. I mean listen, I'm not even Also going back to really quick
3: one. before we, before we head out. Mm. Going back to the whole Sami Zayn and and Johnny Knoxville match, I think that the re- How old were you in the year 2000? <laughs>
1: You could show my my age. Uh, It's twenty two. That's what I'm
3: saying. You were at you were the same age as those guys, pretty much. Mm -hmm. They're they're probably a little older than you at that point, but like it's roughly the same generation. So you're looking at those people going, "What are you doing? I'm a child." Going, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) I want to do that. That's cool. And we start pulling pranks on our friends. Right, right. I was still at a moldable age. Where it had created such an impact with the movies, mm. that I was still highly invested in this match, regardless of the build-up. But even though Sammy Zayn took that above and beyond, mm. like the both of them build that up perfectly, absolutely. But I think I was so invested in that match strictly because I had such a fandom when I was
1: a kid. Sorry of for like the Jackass guys yeah. in my formative years. Yeah. I, I, dude, I get it. I, I get it. I, I listen. I wasn't it'd be like for you, maybe like it, like if evil Knievel wrestled. In I, I will punch you in the dick. I will punch you square in the dick. You ever some 60s and Remind 70s me to wear reference a cup of, on May 11th, <laughs> some 60s, 70s reference of evil Knievel? I will punch you in the dick. Listen, I, I get it. I understand. I love Jackass as when I was in my 20s. I, I love the shows, I love the movies. I watch them on MTV every week. Um. Even with Bam I watched the spinoffs with Bam Margera And his family I I watched all that shit I I, I loved it Um, I just thought This was gonna be something How
3: much did you love it Did you watch Bam's Unholy Union Uh, I did not But that was after like So you didn't love it As much as I did Okay sorry
1: (sighs) (laughs) We're debating the love Oh man Jackass love
3: Welcome to our Four hour (laughs) podcast First ever (laughs) Last
1: ever too Last ever This is it Oh uh, God! All right. So rainy is in the books. Um, we had Raw last night. Uh, I, I'm I'm all for. And by the way, if you if you watched it last night, uh, let me go really quickly. Uh, Rhodes with his speech. We, we mentioned that. Um, and Rollins coming out giving him uh the props with his handshake. Uh, Sasha Banks, and Naomi Lou, uh, winning, and Rhea Ripley kind of uh, taking it not not physically taking it out on Liv Morgan. She seemed disgusted. I'm telling you, that's that's going to turn quickly. Uh. Can we talk about the introduction of Ezekiel <laughs> into the uh, the WWE fold here? Uh, it is not Elias. Um,
3: <laughs> I love that they gave us a story. Oh,
1: fuck. and he gave him a story. Meanwhile, he looks like he looks like Eugene. Like I'm looking at the picture right now, he looks like a Jack Eugene. Um, he you. looks like Eugene. Ah, oh, fuck, never mind. All right, never mind. Uh, this is what happens when you take pull. I'll from- tell you
3: after. Just remind me about the Eugene joke. But it's- he does look like Eugene's less. Something brother
1: <laughs> Wow Wow We're getting shut down uh, The Miz uh, Defeating Rey Mysterio And we finally get Our debut Of uh, Of your, uh His less height challenged brother See Where do you think I was going with I, that
3: I have no idea Because no he's me. drastically Taller than Eugene was Vermont,
1: Vermont Where do you think is, is, Where, where is was your mind debuted? Where was your mind there Christopher uh, Nothing Nothing We'll talk off air uh, Good Bianca Belair <laughs> Bianca Belair showing her black eye, her left black eye. Uh, Braun Breaker winning back the NXT title from Dolph Ziggler. Uh, he was very impressive. I gotta tell, I gotta tell you, I can see why they're, they're strapping, the strapping, strapping the rocket ship to this guy because he is dropping the rocket strapping, on him, strapping and strapping because he is, he's good. He's, he's like, he's like a, a new version of, uh, of Keith Lee. Like he's just a big guy who can do like swanton bombs and, and, uh, you know, totally suicidas out of the ring. Um, MVP destroying Bobby Lashley. We talked about that earlier. Carmella and Corey Graves just going to town on each other. Um, Austin Theory and the Usos uh, defeating RK Bro and Finn Balor. Uh, it was a really good match. Uh, if you haven't watched Raw, watch that one. Uh, Edge and Damian Priest getting absolutely no respect from the crowd um, in this new faction that they have going on. Again, uh, House of Black Light. Uh, Street Profits. Alpha Academy and any wrestling any wrestling organization that has a match in Texas has to have some sort of Texas tornado match. It's it's apparently written in their bylaws.
3: Yes, and uh, why wouldn't you?
1: I guess you, I guess you'd have to.
3: And then the Robin same and- way you're in Minnesota, you don't have a Minneapolis street fight. <laughs> Is <that> a thing, <laughs> a Minneapolis street. Yeah, fight. it was on it was on a uh, dynamite a couple weeks ago. I mean, Remember and- when the Baron came out with the claw? Oh, yes, yes, the claw. Right, you gave him the claw to, to Ethan Page. <laughs> yes,
1: in, ah! in, in <laughs> Minneapolis. And then Roman Reigns, uh, barely able to lift up his Universal title in his left arm. He saw he was, you saw him. Every time he'd lift up the titles, he was wincing. He saw, and it was clear on his face that he was well, if in you a seen, lot of right pain. Right
3: after he popped his shoulder back in on Mania, he even physically grunted. Like, it looked cool, but you could see he was in so much pain to lift both those both, titles. Both titles
1: up. It. And then also him screaming at, at Heyman, which was a great camera shot of of him screaming, it's, it's out, my shoulder's out. Um and then Heyman I didn't going, hear
3: him say my shoulder's out. I just kept on he hearing said, it's him out. say it's out. It's, it's out, out, it's
1: out, it's out. Uh and then Heyman's like, Oh my tribal chief, my tribal chief. Um so him Do you think the Kamora lock was supposed to be a part of that match? I do.
3: Or do you think that because he realized that his shoulder was out, he could sell the injury if he had the
1: Kamora lock in? I think if he, he's he told him, I had to have told him like my shoulder's done, like yeah. you know, put it in there, put it on if you know if anything the ref probably told them if anything but it just it, listen it, kudos to both of them for for going through hurt and it, i i am I'm sad to see that it was so it was shortened and maybe we can get that again at, at backlash I, I would I would love if they kind of circle back at that match and see if we can get like, I don't a, like know, a full...
3: I've seen too much of Roman and, and Brock, it's a lot I know, but like, I, the Roman-Brock match I is it. pretty much the same every
1: time I, it absolutely is, I, I, I understand that my, my point being is that I would I want to be able to see where this would have gone and I, I get what you're saying like, we, we're done, like he's even said he's, he, we're not going to get it, because he's already said on Raw, like, we're moving on Like when anytime you have a promo where someone's saying moving on that story's done, like, we, we're past that we're moving on to a new storyline yeah. With that being said, I would love to have seen where this was gonna go as far as uh, the actual match, but we have we have a new unified champ, and uh, you know, maybe we'll debut a new a new belt <laughs> on Friday. Who knows? But in the meantime, we have a new champ, and the the bloodline is just absolutely dominant. Complete complete domination, domination, and that is your twelve hour sons of slam episode we have gone long but it's wrestlemania we do it every year every every, every year we recap mania especially now that's two nights and twenty seven thousand matches um
3: wrestlemania is always our longest episode
1: always the longest episode uh baseball starting for yankees not tomorrow but now move to friday because of weather uh i am going on sunday 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 and tuesday we have to get up and work out scheduling for that but if there's anybody that is going to be at any of these Yankee games. Please hit, hit us up on Twitter. Let us know. Uh, I'd love to meet with you guys. Uh, Sunday Slam show. Baseball's, baseball's here. I'm, I'm very excited for the new season. And uh, I'm not excited for the way the Yankees are going to go because we really haven't picked up anybody. But sure enough, I'll take baseball when I can get it. Anything else before we log this sucker off?
3: I am all tapped out. Tapped. I want to thank Pat McAfee and Stone Cold Steve Austin for giving me one of the greatest WrestleMania moments I've ever experienced. Okay. Being a fan of those two for as long as I have, obviously Stone Cold more, but that that whole thing was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was I could good. not have asked for anything more.
1: It was very good. With that being said, I know we heard it already, and I was, excuse me, planning to play it uh, for this moment here, but since we had talked about it during the show, I'm just going to play us out. Wrestling Same one song. one I family. family. There we go. Play out to some Cody Rhodes and Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam is in the book. WrestleMania edition 2022. Here's to WrestleMania 2023. My name is Chris Mindell along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Sir, have an amazing week. Until next time. I got, a,
3: I got
0: adrenaline in my soul. Peace. about
2: Sons of Slam podcast.